Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and weirdgeeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the film's reference, and no infringement is intended. Geeks! 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 Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in the classic horror retrospective franchise. Right now we're dealing with a Versus series. It's 80s slasher remakes. Versus! <laughs> You guys are the best slash worst. (laughs) (laughs) Last week, we kicked everything off. We're going chronological order through the 80s, covering every single slasher film from the 80s that has had a remake, excluding the ones we've already done, Friday 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. You can listen to all of those and at least 12 other seasons of horror shows and Star Wars and Danny Boyle and regular podcasts and all that fun stuff by going to wegeeks.com where you can also patch out to our social medias and email us directly for that site or by hitting mail at wearegeeks.com or fuck you at wearegeeks.com. Please do it. Please subscribe. Please rate us. We're not going to do any banner ads. We're not going to do any patrons. And we're not going to sell you what? Scented candles. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon loves candles. You would love I do. It, I Shannon. love candles. But we're not going to sell them to you. Yeah, we're not, we're not selling scented no. candles. Because yeah. Shannon wants to keep the fucking candles. She's not selling her candles. Exactly. Well, I did find hands. this cool company that makes like fried chicken smelling candles. Ooh. See, which, that would be dangerous. I don't know. If, I think that it's actually bad because then I just would be hungry all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. I feel Probably. like it's a poor choice. Anyway, I'm your host, Al White. And joining me, as you can hear, is Katie Watson. Hello. And Shannon Hollander. Hello. <laughs> who, if, now, here's the problem. We're, we're like uh, jumping from film to film, so people could jump in at any point. If you are new to us, uh, then you should know Shannon is the brand new person to slash a film. She is our newbie on this panel, oh. and she's going to be looking at these films with a very particular viewpoint and a bingo blackout card that we'll get to in just dun, a dun, second. Dun. Yeah, a very particular viewpoint proper, of I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is happening. This is going to be proper this time because last week we're still figuring out the bingo blackout card. I think it's safe to say the fog crossed off a few things, but not loads. Yeah, no, yeah. not much. This week might be, we'll see. I don't know. I don't even I, think I, like, the fog would have gotten like the normal line on bingo. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Depending on their location on your bingo card. So this week, yeah, we're dealing with Prom Night, the original from 1980. Gets a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb and Prom Night. The remake, which we'll get to in the latter half of this show. We're going to be fighting between the two of them to see what is the winner, the original or the remake. But before we do that, we're looking at landscape is what we like to do. We like to look at the top 10 uh, worldwide grossing films and also the horror films. Now, we did this last week because we're still in 1980 and we're going to be in 1980 next week as well. So, in the, you know what? To save time, do we just not do it? Yeah. If people want to hear uh, it, they can whatever. just go back. Listen go to back the to first episode. episode. Listen to the first episode. You can just like just listen to those ten minutes if you want to. All I'm you need to know is that The Shining came out this year, That's right? Yeah. But it was not in the top ten. It was and number eighteen. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. And that I guess Caddyshack maybe Empire Strikes Stupid. Back was number one. That's really. I feel like that's important, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Loretta yeah, Lynn story. Back, I said I sing a bit. You could sh- you should go back and listen to it. I have a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> 
From night 1980, directed by Paul Lynch, who would do a bunch of the Robocop TV show. He would do a bunch I told of Deep Shannon Space that Nine. this was David Lynch's brother, and she believed me. <laughs> I did. I totally did. She's like, what? Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, well, mainly because I'm like, he I would the expect Next Generation more. and The Twilight Zone. Written by William Gray, which I have nothing written down next to, so presumably he's written nothing else of note. <laughs> Story by Robert Guzer Jr., who did General Hospital, Sunset Beach, and Curtains which is now the slasher film Canadian. DP, Robert C. New, who did Night of the Creeps, 90210, Blade TV, and Joyride 2. Oh. And music by Paul Zaza, who we're going to cover again with My Blondie Valentine later in the series. He also did Porkies. Yes, Porkies. <laughs> and also music from Carl Zitra, who did Black Christmas and Porkies. Starring Leslie Nielsen as Mr. Hammond. He is top build as he in this sure film. He is. Before, though, I mean, let's... Let's keep in mind, this is the same year as Airplane. Right. Which is so, very weird to see him. Yes. So he's not, not like being a strange as Nielsen. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Kim. Casey Stevens as Nick. Anne Marie Martin as Wendy. Antoinette Bauer as Mrs. Hammond. Michael Tuff as Alex. And Robert Silverman as Sykes. Budgeted at $1.5 million. A little bit more than The Fog. Grossed $14.7 million. Look at that return. Shot in 24 days. This is a Canadian film. What they like to call the, what they call it, Canucksploitation, I think is what they call these films. What? What? Yes. This is the terminology. So My Bloody Valentine is one. Happy Birthday to Me is one. Curtains is one. Black Christmas is one. Visiting Hours, this one. There are a whole bunch of slasher films in the 80s that were shot in Canada, whether they were Canadian or originated or not. Canadian. It's all for nice, uh, nice tax reasons. Yeah, and this is one of them. And they do have a certain flavor to them, I feel. There's a certain production value to the Canadian slasher films normally. Like everything I just listed off there, whether you like the film or not, there's a certain, there's a certain taste, which is a little mm. different. So Paul Lynch, the director of this, he had an idea for a film called Don't See the Doctor, which was going to be about a psychotic gynecologist. What? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Didn't see that coming, did you? No, 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 I did no, not. no. Not at all. No one wanted it. That sounds um, right. So yeah. while, he's, while he's pitching this film, producer Erwin Yablan, who Katie, you and I have dealt with before, he was the producer of the original Halloween. Oh. Well, one of the producers. He suggested that Paul Lynch use, guess what, a holiday <gasps> as the theme for his horror film. Mm, clever. Uh, Halloween had obviously done big. Everyone was doing holidays. So yeah, he suggested find a holiday. Supposedly, this director then saw a sign for prom night where on the way back from this meeting. And decided, yes, prom night, which is not a holiday, but no. <laughs> it, it is a very a special day. It's an annual event. As both go. the original and the remake teach us, prom night is a night you'll never forget. Ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ever. It's almost as memorable as watching your family get murdered in front of you. Yeah, 100%. Uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. This 12-month bracket when this film came out also released New Year's Evil, Mother's Day, <laughs> mm-hmm. which we're going to get to. Happy birthday to me, Terror Train, and my bloody Valentine. Yeah. Uh, Terror Train was set at New Year's, by the way. So lots of holiday-themed slasher movies coming out after Halloween. However, this director had never been to prom, <laughs> and neither had his neither had his writer. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! But his, his Jamie Lee had... Curtis was too much in the movies to go to her own prom, so <laughs> no one had probably. been to prom. <laughs> But yeah, the writer had written a story about a group of teens whose involvement in a tragic event as children came back to haunt them, which would be expanded upon in films like I Know What You Did Last Summer and 
those things. Right. They adapted that story to fit with the holiday theme, but the influence for them was not Halloween, so they claim. Uh, it was, in fact, Carrie. I was about oh. to say. Yeah, that makes this sense. This film is like what Carrie is like the sequel to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Lynch was looking at a TV actress when Jamie Lee Curtis actually asked to be involved by it in this. So what? her agent reached out to them to ask to be seen for this movie. Now, there's a couple of things that you need to know about why that might have happened. Number one, the original script for this did not have all the things that were reshot later, which were a lot of the more slashery elements of this. And in particular, I believe the whole thing about an escaped mental patient who's being traced by a policeman uh- and a doctor. Now, gotcha. Shannon, you, I don't think you've seen the first Halloween, but this is literally no. straight from the first Halloween. Yeah. Great. That's- Great. Yeah, that was one of those things that whenever it happened, I was like, oh, I should have added that to the list. Man, escaped mental patient always. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Jamie Lee, uh, these are bits of, I believe that was one bit that was definitely added, and then a lot of the slashery bits. She was very pissed when she eventually saw the final version of this film, because it was not what was reflected in the screenplay. And yes, it was seen as a Halloween knockoff. And she had been in fucking Halloween. She did not want to make a Halloween knockoff as much as she was having fun being a scream queen. However, she was also paid three times more for this than she was paid for Halloween. Well, there um, you go. So that was a big reason. Because they had a budget for this. Halloween had like no budget. Yeah, you're talking about over three years later, 320000 or whatever, up to $1.5 million. Yeah. Most of the rest of the cast in this film were just straight out of theater school. Sounds, that tracks. You don't that say... <laughs> now this movie i've seen it before a couple of times though only um i most recently watched it it was a few years ago i was i was doing uh, which i'm still doing i was trying to watch every single slasher film that ever been made particularly of note to make my personal list of the top 25 slash films of all time uh, what's really annoying is the more you go through the more you realize yeah it's my sort of ones people talk about like there aren't that many real hidden gems the ones you can enjoy but not ones you can really go this is amazing and Prom Night was a film I'd seen a long time ago and not really liked. And I remember being disappointing with it. And then I came back to it because, yeah, it's prominent. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. It has a decent budget. And it's got a title that people remember. It's, you know, it's mentioned in a lot of other films. And some people do really love it. You look up those top slasher film lists, some people put Prom Night right up there. Hmm. Uh, not as a favorite, but, you know, in their top five, in their top That 10. it exists. <laughs> yes. And I was disappointed when I came back a couple of years ago. I think I preferred Terror Train. I think you and me, Katie, watched, watched these together. I really like Terror Train. I hadn't seen this one before, so okay. it's yeah, only just now in my appraisals. Okay. And Shannon, as always, brand new. I had no, I had no expectations, except for whenever we Excellent. got to the menu screen and there was a sweet disco number. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, there is. And that's really how this film is known. This film is known for incredibly long disco dancing scenes yes. of which i have to say not to spoil it but i was expecting more because i remembered it being yes. so long and there's one very long one but then there isn't really no. like yeah. i thought it came back for another one i kept waiting for another big scene and yeah no i was expecting like grease level of dancing yeah yeah it didn't happen Spoilers. yeah no 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 but okay, let's get into the original film then. We open on an arty shot of a broken mirror reflecting Ooh. an old Oh building. yeah, this is when Shannon goes, oh, has it started? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, oh, it's starting, right? This yeah. is it? It's this is the beginning. In. Okay, like, yep. here we go. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you got kids playing in this building. Is this meant to be anything like an old school or yeah, something? Yeah, it's meant to be an old school, school I Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, they're all chanting. They're playing this game, basically. It's kind of like Manhunt, I guess. Like, people are going to play hide and seek. But the person who's counting and then comes to find people 
is the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they chant like, killers are coming, killers are coming. Right. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. immediately feels quite overdramatic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you but have children fine. chanting, killers are coming in an abandoned school full of like, you know, rusting glass shards, like all sorts of potential hazards. Yeah. It's like, where yeah. are your parents? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very true. So, yeah, we've got Wendy, who's clearly the sort of boss of the group. She's the little bitchy one. Yeah. And then you've got one who's like quite meek, who's quite thin and brown haired. You've got one boy and then there's another girl who doesn't really have any features, really. (laughs) She's not really notable. Wendy's counting as the other kids are running and hiding in this abandoned building. Now, as this is happening, we get this group that we're going to later on turn out is two sisters and a brother. They're all kids from the same family. Mm -hmm. And they're walking down the road to this place. They're clearly ostracized a bit from this group. Although we don't really know why. Although they should be grateful to be ostracized from this group of little assholes. Yeah. yeah. And also, kids, the kids are, that are playing is, are awful. Are the younger ones twins? Because they're wearing the same yeah, like blue exactly and white striped shirt. I think they're meant to be twins. Yeah, it's the boy and the young girl. Yeah. I think are meant to be twins because it would definitely explain a bit more of the connection later. That yeah. would so. make sense for the thing that we had a question about, Shannon, uh, at the end. Yes. Yes. I was thinking the about unveiling. that. Unveiling. Mm hmm. Yes. Yes. Ah, I think I know what you're talking about. All right. Yeah. Yeah, they see one of the kids hiding, walking along the roof's fucking ledge. Like, right? <laughs> like, Again, where are insane. the parents? It's and insane. the oldest sister expresses concern for him, like, are you, like, what's going on? Are you okay? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you fucking assholes. I'm going play a game. I'm amazing hider. Yeah, so like the, the older sister and the, and the young brother, they leave and they leave. Alex. Who's the younger sister? All oh, right, which one is it? I've forgotten her name. I, I don't remember. Yeah, no, it was yeah, Eve or something, the wasn't it? Me? Fuck, I don't remember the name of these kids. I don't know. Yeah, hang on, I got it up here. Oh yeah, Alex is the boy. Yeah, Michael Tough, played by as an adult. Interesting titles as she approaches the building slowly, and this is where they decide to put up the prom night and stuff. I very- love that they put yeah. Leslie Nielsen's name right in front of her face at the beginning, and me and Shannon yes. were yes. both like, nope, that is not Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> yeah, not me at is all. a chameleon. <laughs> that was so funny. This is, him as, this is him as Shirley. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks very much. <laughs> she looks around for the hiding kids and then accidentally reveals the boy who fucking freaks out. Yeah. What a dick. Uh, this girl who's trying, the Wendy girl who's, who's trying to find everyone, she's way into being the killer. Yeah, she, <laughs> she is. She's I literally wrote down, I was like, this person. child killer is very aggressive. <laughs> yes. She's really into it. And then they all start bullying this girl because she spoiled their game. And then they just keep chanting at her again and again and again. Now, guys, I got to ask, any doubt about what's going to happen here or <laughs> pretty, any suspense? Pretty sure we all know. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Other than the fact that my ovaries were screaming for me to have a bunch of children, because who wouldn't <laughs> at yeah. this point? They really were selling the, like, kids are great Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. that opening. All kids I didn't understand the really game. Wonderful. I, I was like, is it like a version of Tag? Does she just have to see them? I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I didn't get how you captured them, because yeah. one person she just saw, and then another person she had to chase after. But right. yeah, you collect the ones you captured. Yeah. Right. Like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Go listen to our retrospective. Yeah, they chant at her until she backs out of this window and falls to her death. They literally bully her to death. They do. It's a fine premise for an opening of a movie like this. It's just not written very well, acted very well, shot very well. It's just, you know, 
And the opener's like, yeah, that's fine. It's like, after the girl dies, you can see her breathing, like, so clearly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, but not to worry, because we cut to the dead girl and she's still breathing. So yeah. presumably it's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was, like, last gasping breaths, you know. You know? Oh, yeah. Just the air leaving. Yeah, after the window falls on her to really, like, solidify that she's dead. Yeah. Then you see the... That was a bit yes. of overkill. Yeah. The boy's the one who wants to go tell someone, but Wendy, the killer girl, immediately, immediately yeah. decides, no, let's all hide the truth. No one's going to believe us that it was an accident because, you know, we're kids. Right. And we'll all go and to we're jail. we're all going to go to prison. That's the Do most you want to go to jail? Thing. Yeah. What, like... 12 year old is like oh no they're gonna put me in jail like jail's yes. not even oh god it's well so obviously their pre- their parents aren't very present for them at all so this is true maybe their parents are just lie to them yeah well especially when we find out that the one kid his dad is like the police officer like i you should know something true. about the law child yeah it's true you got insiders you're fine yeah Kelly's the one who's the most upset. She looks really freaked out about it all. Yeah. But they all decide to go along with it. And they say, we'll never tell anybody. Um, we'll just, you know, keep keep the secret. We see a shadow cast over the dead girl at the end of the scene, but we don't know who it is. But somebody else is there. And then, as if to implicate him, we cut to Leslie Nielsen. I know. <laughs> and a weird inner monologue. <laughs> and the weirdest. The fucking inner monologues in this film drive oh me crazy. God. They're insane. I don't know what's happening. There's a voice just suddenly echoing in his head out of nowhere. And they're saying immediately something about a sexual kidnapping. Yeah. She must have resisted. I had no <laughs> like, idea what was going what? on. What's I was happening? like, I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. I was like, why are we jumping to, like, she's been sexually hurt. I didn't know if we were in the future. I didn't know if he was her brother. I didn't know yeah. anything. I had yeah. no idea what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. To say the least. I'm bewildering to have these in a monologues. It's just like, have someone having a conversation. But this yeah. is the kind of thing I feel you do. It's not written in the script. I guarantee it. This is what you do when you get to post and you're like, oh, people don't understand something. Yeah. Let's just have in a monologues. Mm-hmm. So Robin is the one who died. That's her name, apparently. Mm. Oh. We cut to six years later. So it's in. Ni- it says on her grave, 1964 to 1974. So we're only 10 years old. Yeah. And we've cut six years later to 1980. Which means they're all 16. Well, well, her brother's 16, sorry. Yeah, her and brother's her 16. her sister's two years older, so her sister's 18. Yeah. Okay. That tracks, that tracks. Yeah. So that's why the brother's like doing music and not technically at it. Well, and he also, I think he could have been at it, but they say he wasn't bringing a date. she asks like, him if he has a date to prom. Yeah. Mm. But I think. But he shouldn't be because he's 16. Well, but he might they, actually she said be. said it would have been. Yeah, it would have been their, her first prom because you can go to prom as yeah. a junior. So right. maybe yeah. he's like a 16, get, okay. 17 year old junior. Like that would track. Hey, I'm wait. So like junior prom and senior prom are the same prom. They don't yeah. have different proms for that shit. No. Is that not just full of terrible things happening? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. juniors getting drunk and making bad decisions. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. All I right. mean, unless you're as cool as I am, I got to go to prom as a sophomore. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That's right. Jamie Lee Curtis is the sister grown up. And she's got her brother there who's played by Mr. Tough. <laughs> the brother immediately looks weird in this scene. Yeah. Like he's just yeah. being really weird. And he doesn't have a date for the prom. They're trying to make it out like he's a little bit of an outsider as well. Yeah. Jamie, honest to God, just effortlessly great. Oh, like, yeah. She's so good. She's really good. She almost like 
because she's such a more comfortable actress in some of those scenes in this throughout the film and especially the ones with the brother it almost makes the scene really awkward yeah with Mm -hmm. the other people because she seems like she's in a movie and then they seem like they're stand-ins who don't are expecting to be edited out of this scene oh yeah like everyone seems so chemistry is really weird Mm-hmm. But in, at, at first, you're like, oh, maybe it's her, but it's not her because she's the only one doing anything. No, she's great. Honestly, if everyone was acting remotely as good as she is, and if the directing was better, all this would be working much, much yeah. better for me because the story's fine. And Jamie is great. Because even yeah. some of her like sisterly teasing of her brother almost comes mm-hmm. off as flirty because of his reactions to yeah. it. Well, it's directly flirty later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To it yeah, I know. Wants- <laughs> yeah. So it's just like it comes off as a bit awkward. Yes. They're going to Alexander Hamilton Senior High School. This film's going to throw so many fucking red herrings at her. And we're going to have one of the most, one of my personal favorite. Again, I was saying like, there are these moments in these movies when I want to turn to someone and laugh, but I'm watching them alone. You two watching them together. Yeah. I really just wanted to be with you guys for these moments. The best so, home over ever on this With the gardener. Oh my <laughs> God, like, I know. Whatever is good. <laughs> He's using a hedge trimmer. It's fucking hilarious. Jamie Lee Curtis says he makes her nervous and he's a peeping Tom. And her father says, he's not a peeping Tom. He may have only been here a short time. Wink, wink. As in, you're meant to find him suspicious. Right. But he's being checked out. And then we cut to him and he looks fucking crazy. Correct. He looks absolutely mental. He's just like mouth breather, comb over, just creeper McCreeperson. And he's just like someone said to him, freeze yeah yeah <laughs> and as if he's waiting for a photo of you to be taken Ugh. and his little his little gardening trimmer like electronic trimmer whatever you call it motorized trimmer, it's just like a yeah it's, it's ridiculous. just insane it's yeah. insane yeah it, it's so desperate for you to find him a suspect another amazing station wagon by the way in this one yeah yes. god yeah. damn it 1980 1980 yeah, yeah there were a couple cool cars. cars in this one Let's hope you get some so in Mother's Day next week. many good ones. Because I don't know if you'll get anything else that you like. We'll see. <sighs> and the killer is ringing up the kids who are now all grown up and threatening them, saying he or she will see them at the prom. Um, and then crossing their names out. You can't just gloss over the way in which they filmed this whole, like, phone call sequence where they had like the weird flash shots of like oh my god the cord and then the phone and then him dialing like all of these cut shots that made no sense at all (laughs) yes but then they do it because then they end the lead into when you see the grown-ups you understand who they were as kids because they literally show us in little flash cuts yes no No, i get it but it was just the the editing of the motion of him dialing the phone there was this kind of like it's really stupid, but it's almost progressive. Like, it's kind of, like, weird and artistically I get that it's trying way. to be artsy it's like, what and are you it's making a choice. Say? It's just strange. Yeah. I was like, yeah. why? Why like, is this What is happening? that editing? Why? Why? But I also, I have that question a lot. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because prom night. I, clearly. So Jude is the first one who's wrong. She walks to school. Some guy called Seymour slash Slick. Right? He's <laughs> driving a van. Tries to pick her up. And she's just like, okay, right. why you not? Seem For, pretty hot. First line, hey, beautiful. And yeah. you would assume by that that he knows her, but no. And yeah. then she decides to get in his van with him. What I learned from the 1980s: no such thing as stranger danger. There's no such thing as stranger danger in no. the 80s. <laughs> Janet, has anything on your slasher list been ticked off yet? 
Is this danger really close to anything to do with the nerds? Or That is going to be one. Why don't we go through it? And then at the end, I'll say what I ticked off on my slasher list. Okay, okay yeah. fine, fine, fine. Yeah, so what's going on? Yeah, the, the killer now phones Kelly and we see a silhouette of the killer. Clearly a dude. Like yeah. such a mistake to show the silhouette. Yeah. 100% a guy. Yeah. And Kelly still seems incredibly nervous. Too nervous, maybe. Right. Has the weirdest lips I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really she's got weird. This, like, weirdly Aryan boyfriend called Drew. Yeah. Yes. With like a, he is quite the nose on Drew. Holy. Is, oh, yeah. There is a repeated pattern in this, I've noticed, that the men look really good from a profile and then you see them dead on and you're like, yeah. <laughs> and it applies to every single man in this, except for Leslie yeah. Nielsen. He's pretty great. Yeah, of course. I was going to say, Leslie Nielsen looks great any angle. But yeah. everybody else, I was like, holy crap. The boy, Nikki, he then gets a call. He's looking pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a disco king. Mm. His dad's impressed with all the ladies he's having sex with. He is, he is but he not cool. cool. He did not grow up to be as cute as he was when he was a child. No. no. Yeah. No. I, I don't understand this. He ignores the call. And because he doesn't pick up, the killer then scrubs him off the list. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get that either. I was like, what? Do you still need to and call him? And nothing happens. Yeah. Because then I was waiting, okay, something different's going to happen with him. He's either going to get it worse or something mm-hmm. else is going to no. happen. But no, nothing. There's no, I think it's merely meant to show the killer being frustrated of, oh, I wish he picked up the phone. I didn't get to do my voice. It's yeah. also, if you're thinking that you have to call these kids that are all in school and you need to call them and be mal- like malevolent on the phone, maybe you shouldn't call that close to when school starts because you're not going to get them, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you yeah. should have timed yeah. it better that you're like, they'll all be up by six. So they'll, yep. it'll take them half an hour to be fully awake and appreciate how scary I am on the phone. So I'll call them all around like 630 to 645. <laughs> and then yet he waits till like 715 when they have to be at school at 730. And it's like, mm-hmm. of course, you're going to miss one. Well, I, to be fair, that kid, he's there when it rings. He's just too cool to give a shit. Yeah, I know. But and I'm I just appreciate saying, like, that you're giving time for people to like wake up and in order yeah. to appreciate how <laughs> well, scary they are. Otherwise, they're just going to be like, what? Okay, uh, bye. Uh, all right, spooky. Yeah, okay. I think I had a weird dream. Like, yeah, he didn't think it through. So some reason now is when they decide to give us a flashback to what had happened before and we didn't get the end of the scene. Yeah. So we now, it's a very sort of Japanese thing. Like we go back to the sheriff. At the time when the murder had happened, something about a known sex offender was in the area when the girl died, but he wasn't a sex offender anymore or something. Yeah. The cops is like, yeah, but he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> And then, and then, and then the police. But <laughs> like he was in the area. That's genuinely what the guy says. I know. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. But, you know, I thought it he doesn't was, offend sexually anymore. I thought it was they had discovered that he had broken out or that he was released or whatever, and so then it was the psychiatrist guy was saying, like, was defending that he doesn't do it anymore because he had rehabilitated him. Right? Am I wrong? Oh, uh, maybe. But then the police, so the police, what, they hassle him? Because we don't see it happen. No. The police, I think, hassle him, chase him, run his car off the road, and then it burns up. Yeah. Because we just see this wreck that's on fire. But we don't see any of the actual thing happen. And they don't really even explain it. Not even in the, in the monologues. But, yeah. So oh, what's wait. up with the Volkswagen later? Yeah. Well, now there's, and now they're saying he's escaped from the state hospital. Because that's a flashback to then. And they caught him. 
Mm-hmm. And he went to prison because oh. mm-hmm. they chased him off and the car burned up. But I think they called him from it. But I don't know why the car needs to be on fire. It's very confusing. Yeah, because know. why now, not? They have they a budget in... of one point five million. Let's light a car on fire. That's true. Set or was he disfigured in the car fire? Oh, that's what it was. He oh, was maybe. disfigured in the car fire. That's why it's important. And that was meant to fire. be our thing yeah. of looking for some disfigured guy. Lucky right, which guy. then immediately counts out the gardener the janitor guy at the school because you saw his face very right. first thing yeah, yeah but they're meant, they're meant yeah. to be thinking that they're giving you a red herring right on top of a red herring and so I'm gonna say they're this. just basically doing the agatha christie of like everyone's a suspect yeah and that's what slasher films yeah really are they're whodunits right. like mm-hmm. what the 80s americans are, they're whodunits right and there might be someone screaming on the podcast right now for saying that obviously there's a lot more to it but a lot of them are whodunits and there's a mystery element to who the killer is i'm gonna say this this one gives us way too many red herrings but at least it tries to mess with us yeah and to create some sense of mystery um and i'll be interested when you guys definitely caught on to who is the killer in the film and you're 100 about it i was along for this ride i wasn't trying to figure anything out okay honestly see what I was I trying just to know figure it. out I can't remember. was who besides Jamie Lee Curtis could have her hair like this and still be sexy. Because I don't Ooh, think it's that's possible. A, I can't think of anyone. I think I don't I've know. Tried My friend Audrey kind of has a hair has a hairstyle like it, and she's a pretty hot, babe. I don't like it. Takes a lot of work to make this yeah. hair look good. Because it's I've never it's found... just a shag, like a really yeah. short shag cut, and it's. It's awful. Like on anyone I've else, never, I'd be like, what are you doing? I've never found Jamie Lee uh, cut as sexy, but there are some dancing scenes in this film. Yeah. Watching it this time, I was like, yeah, she's pretty fucking hot. She is I a think powerhouse. Like she has got this just complete charisma. Yeah. She, yeah. She's just very attractive. That's yeah. the difference. I think she's not she sexy, sexy necessarily, to me but in she's this very film. attractive. She's got attitude and. But I, think, yeah. but I find that attractive because she's just yeah. clearly so fucking talented. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she's just Absolutely. like. As we were talking about, she's just at ease. Like, she just seems comfortable, yeah. right? And that's yeah. attractive. That's sexy. That's because she's not straight out of theater school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rest of them. Anyway, this guy's now escaped from the state hospital. It all feels very jumbled. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. Yeah. Uh, Wendy, the bitch who made it all happen, she gets called and she's still very full of herself. Yeah, she's, she's meant to be really rich, bitch. I think, because she's got a maid. Yeah. And a cool car. That's her but, maid? Yeah. It's not meant to be her mom. Yeah, we no, were confused. I'm sure that's the maid. Okay. Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> even even to this point, none of these other children besides Nick has parents. No, absolutely. Nobody. That was the 80s. Nobody does. Yeah. No parents around. I mean, it might be a I mother. Mean, that was I the took problem it as a maid because she treats it that way. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, this will just... Here's the thing. I'm watching this at this point and again, trying to get back into as if it's the first time I've seen this. And this all just feels very ripe for a remake. You know? I'm like, there's so much stuff going on here that could be great. Yeah. It's like you got a simple setup. You've got all these characters, teenagers going to a prom. You've got loads of people who could be a red herring for who you're meant to think is a killer. So there's loads you could do here as long as you keep the color of it. Because the thing, again, that's inherent with most 80s films is just this, and not just visual color, which yes, there is, but also just like a color to characters. You know, people have fun. They're a bit cartoonish and stuff. Yeah, and I feel like this is one where I'd be like, I'd be excited for you could do more with this or even already. Uh, We're at school. Jude is all excited. She's going to the prom with... Slick. What's his name? Slick. Yeah, with Slick. Mm-hmm. Which, which, uh, yeah. no one else knows this guy. Yeah. No. Stranger, None of her friends are danger. concerned. You would definitely know this guy in school. Yeah. There's a guy. Uh, maybe my favorite character in this film is a guy called Lou. Oh my <laughs> god, hate. This Who's guy. just so terrible. He's a Unibrow monobrow, Lou. smoking, Aww. net chain, 
sleazy motherfucker. Again, <sighs> from profile, looks great. And then he turned around. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. Just, like just they just so tried gross. to find someone that looked like a literal Neanderthal man. He that's really what he did. looks like. No, he's terrible. If he would have spoke in single syllables, I would not have been surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But I fucking we're gonna get to it later, but I fucking love his team. I love his voice. <laughs> I yeah, I do love whenever they enter the prom. That's pretty great. <laughs> they just stand around. That's all they're just standing there. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, I love just watching them. Like in the background on any scene. They're just amazing. I'm really confused with there's so many characters. Yeah. But you know, what can you do? The cop then literally runs. He pelts it into the abandoned building from the opening because they found someone dead. I'm a little confused by who, but it's someone it's who's meant car. to be the nurse of the mental patient. Oh, so they're literally uh, Halloweening this. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's meant to have stolen her car. Or she he kidnapped her forced her to drive him out of the insane asylum, then killed her and took her car. And, took the car. and that's why oh, they're man. like, look out for and a beat up blue Volkswagen. And they're like, oh, it shouldn't be hard to find that around here. And I'm like, and what? took her back to the crime scene of the location that yeah. he didn't do the crime in. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's confusing. Yes. Yeah. I can see why Jamie Lee was pissed then, because they literally then just went back and reshot Halloween. And yeah. There yeah. were very many nods to that in this. Without you even saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of Halloween-isms in this. Jamie does a sexy mute disco dance. Yes. Listen, you got to test out that dance floor. You got to. You don't know what's going to happen. You could fall through. Got to make sure it's going to support you. All your sweet, sweet moves. You're going to do what she does later. That's right. Wendy's just watching. So what we're going to learn is that Jamie's now dating Nick. Mm-hmm. And Nick was dating Wendy, the bitchy one. Yeah, it's a very incestuous group of two groups of friends. Well, that's I high mean, school. but that's high school. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the other boys that are but a, are picking no, yeah, for these girls? I just mean like, they're all dating within the group of super hot girls and really ugly dudes. Yeah, but I mean they're all dating how they were when they were kids. Like it's the oh, friend yeah. group they had as kids. You know, it's like they haven't spread out far from six years ago. Whatever no. it was. Yeah, and Wendy was, like, making out with Jamie's boyfriend earlier. I did appreciate Jamie was, like, again, she's got a great character. Yeah. The stuff, how she deals with stuff. Yeah. Sleazy Lou comes up to Jamie and kisses her while in a ski mask. Ugh. Yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> and then I love this because her brother, Alex, just literally goes, Rah! Yeah. <laughs> and then just jumps in <laughs> and the huge fight breaks out. But he literally just screams yeah. and flips out. So you're clearly thinking, okay, we've got... Now, the gardener guy, we've got the killer on the loose. We've got um, the guy, uh, sorry, Lou. We've got the brother. Oh, and this did not enter the brother into the. Yeah, this did not make me think me. the brother this was. was me. Really? No. No. I, this well, was just like, like he's being a protective lost. brother. Yeah. Like he's already yeah. lost Come a sister on. and he's just protective of his other sister. I mean, and and I would expect if some guy like Lou was wearing a ski mask and kissed me Fuck without yeah. permission at school and if my little brother saw it, that Mike Hollander would 100% go ah, and beat the crap out <laughs> yeah. of him as best he could. And if he uh, yeah. didn't, I I'd be very upset. I would he had motive for murder. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, and then we've got Leslie Nielsen, who we also learn is the head principal of the school, who suspends Lou indefinitely and he now has the ski mask so obviously we haven't seen the killer in the ski mask yet but are setting this all up yeah now i should say there are a lot of cutscenes to this film and nearly all of them are about leslie nielsen they really wanted you to think that he was the killer i never for one second suspected that at all yep 
That was who I, so I cut first out of this thought. Movie. Yeah. I just kept waiting for him to be yeah. more Leslie Nielsen-esque. And I was very confused when I was like, oh, we're not meant to find any of this funny. I was, like, I was I as well. Enigmatic is interesting. Yeah. I don't know how to respond to him when he's not make, being funny. So. Yeah, I was waiting for the yucks. I like him. I like him as serious. I, think I just good. kept waiting for him to crack jokes the whole time. I didn't. I, I mean, was like, oh, you're a serious dad. I don't get this. <laughs> technically, those inner monologues. Hilarious. So, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. The That's ones true. for what the about, detective later are the best. They're the best. Yeah. That's insane. I don't know. Oh, why. man. I do. I have to say, when do you men hate? And I do, but also I feel really sorry for her because she's just so male dependent. Like she yeah. can't, like she gets turned down by Nick, and yeah. then she just turns to Lou, and she's who's just like, getting, "Oh, I'll wait, I'll wait here for you." Who's getting sent to the principal's office? Like he's yeah. being suspended, and she's like, oh, "Okay, I'll just wait here for you to come back." Yeah. And he's like, "Dude, he's I'm, like, I'm oh, not whatever. coming back." <laughs> yeah. Get me a comb for my monobrow. Oh, it's so gross. Gross. Jamie's talking about her dead sister to Nick, who's listening, so and nice. we know that he was involved, obviously. Uh, and then he's about to tell her what had happened, and then she just walks off. Yeah, he's really he's like clearly struggling with something, and then he's about to say it, and he's mouth open, and then she's like, "Okay, bye." Yeah. <laughs> well, the off. school bell rang, to which I was like, "What school is on like yeah, this but- beautiful seaside cliff?" Where you can yeah. go for this like nice leisurely walk in yeah. your break time, and then you can just hear Canadians. the school bell. Like it's ridiculous. Canadian schools, I guess. But you also say, at least you at least I mean a you don't give a shit. You're a teenager, but you also at least say, "Oh, I'm really sorry. Can you can you tell me later?" Yeah. Like you don't just say, "Oh, you got something important to tell me." Fuck, fuck you. Because yeah, I think he literally says out. the words about that. I need to tell you something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you would yes. think that somebody who is just lamenting how much she was attached to that would say oh you have something to talk about with my sister's death yes and he's just saying i remember it and all this yeah. stuff yeah it's, it's really stupid and then he just stands on this cliff top with like the wind blowing <laughs> yeah really terrible. curly locks around uh what i do want to know is what what is this restaurant where the girls dress in these little pink silk shorts to serve you. Uh, I know. It's like old school Sonic or something. I know. That's what I, I think it's supposed to be a playoff of like the old school Sonics where they had like roller skates yeah. and skimpy outfits. Yeah. Love it. They're called Love car it. hops. Yeah. Grew up in the wrong country. Uh, Lou's eyeing up the girls, which I find very strange because then Wendy says to him, I'll buy you one for Christmas. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I like that. But I think that's also, again, as we talked about, just setting up that she's the rich girl, right? She's the rich bitch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But then she also wants to make out with him later, which is weird. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, she's a very confused character. Yeah. yeah. Well, they literally stop her story. <laughs> like it just. She should be. Yeah, she should be. She, she disappears later, so don't she worry. She literally just disappears later in the movie. <laughs> but there. Oh, yeah. So for now, they're teaming up to do something nefarious. So she's a suspect too. Mm-hmm. Vicky then moons the groundskeeper and we get another ridiculous zoom. Yes. <laughs> Unnecessary booty. You didn't have you didn't have booty written down in your list, Shannon. I did but not. It's unnecessary but- nudity. It is unnecessary nudity. <laughs> she didn't have that. She had boobs I had explicitly. Boobs written. Uh, explicitly I've seen written. the list. Yep. Explicitly and you might get them later, so don't worry. Yeah. We get a shower scene, but no boobs in this one from Jamie or the nervous girl. Who apparently is still a virgin. The nervous girl is going to get her boobs out later, though, so it's odd they don't do it here. They go through a lot of effort to cover with a towel very yeah. quickly. She gets yeah. out of the shower. And then Wendy finds a torn picture of herself in her locker from the killer, who's tearing them all out. And a mirror shatters, and a shard is taken. So we have 
weapon. <laughs> um, Jamie is so fucking scared of this damned caretaker guy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, the director has just directed her in a terrible way. Just been like, be terrified of this man. She can hear everything. Because she's doing it great, but she's doing it clearly through the wrong guidance from the director. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone starts finding these torn out pictures of themselves in the lockers. And then we have this, they're all getting ready for prom. And Jamie's like getting a dress ready and chatting to a brother. <laughs> and she says, are you going to uh, stand there and, and help or are you going to leer? And he says, you're my sister. I'll leer. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't understand. It's so really weird. Does it mean something? Did, he think it, did they think it meant something else? Because they've had an actually decent relationship up until this point. It's been fine. Yeah, yeah. it got really weird after this. It got, yeah, that was, yeah. And then they had that rehearsal where her and Nick just literally had to rehearse how to walk down yeah. an aisle like, way holding flowers. Why do we need a rehearsal? Yeah. Why, do, why? Why? Why did you guys need to do that? <laughs> just so we could find I out don't... how weird their PE teacher is, I think. Yeah. Yeah, another suspect. Well, what's crazy. even weirder is not that he says, I'll leer. It's that she then laughs at it like, no. Oh, no that's more. adorable. <laughs> leer at me, little brother. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So weird. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets picked up and they all head to prom. We're about halfway through. It's good timing right now. Let's get going with everything. We Again, we set stuff up. That's what you got to do. Here are your characters. Here's who you care about. Here are your suspicions. Here's some back history to do with why killings are going to happen. Now you just got to have fun for the right. next half of the movie. Oh, That's we've also at this point how it works. had the mom come in and ask about lipstick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't oh, forget I the lipstick. Yep. Oh, I didn't notice that. Good point. Yeah. What does she ask about it? She comes in she when can't find uh, it. Jamie Lee Curtis is getting, she's about to leave after the little oh, brothers yeah, left yeah, the room. Yeah. And she's like, hey, do you remember that red lipstick you like? Do you, did you take it? And she's like, no. And she goes, I can't find it anywhere. Maybe I left it on my mm. dresser. But okay, okay. after that, the mom kind of disappears too. So I don't know. She does. Yeah. She's damaged though. By the way, when we get this shot of the yearbook with all the pictures torn out of it, did you notice the picture of Lou that's exposed underneath it? It's amazing. Yeah. His face is just like, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. I want that on the t-shirt. Uh, that was so stupid. So then we're at the prom and they're introducing like, hey, it's the prom, all this cool stuff is happening, you know, people are partying, blah, blah, blah. We got a weird shot. Of some young girl feeding a grown age man with a mustache. That girl's <laughs> hair that? is my favorite. That girl, that blonde girl is amazing. It's so weird. Yeah, she just like pan by and she's like feeding him. Yeah, it was very And he's strange. supposed to be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, we got to pay off for it later, don't we? Because I think it's his wife who's pissed at him later or is yeah. it just another, I don't know. It's like either that or one of the other teachers. Because they're yeah. like, hey, you owe me this dance. Yeah. Because, know. you know, the teenage girl is going to go for the fat bold moustached teacher always and uh. yeah. but then again not many other people at this school no so jamie and nick here we go put on a full fucking disco dance to a theme song yep it's just prom night yeah all it's just that prom word night over and over, and over again because it's prom night prom night As everybody claps yeah <laughs> And watches Wendy and Lou with his two, honest to God, I love them, hilariously mute lackeys who have t-shirt tuxedos They're on. They're amazing. No, standing. Lou's is not a t-shirt tuxedo. The other two have the t-shirt no, tuxedo. No, not His friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what Luz, I'm saying, his lackeys. Ha- Lou's has the actual like tuxedo jacket with like a white t-shirt yeah. underneath and then an actual <laughs> bow tie that's just tied around his neck. So <laughs> it's amazing. It. But what's so their faces? Who- outfit dress is amazing oh yeah wendy's 
That red one. Woo! Holy shit, that Sparkly girl. red dress. Hot. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. I didn't notice she it. Is. What? Um, what? How did you not notice that dress? It is really amazing. Red and sparkly. Her dress is. Oh, oh the bitchy amazing. one. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I forgot which composer it was. She did that Facebook but... 10 years later thing and looks exactly the same. She looks amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you. For the composer, fuck, which one was it? Because there's two composers here. But one of them, they basically was like, you've got to write five disco songs that are as good as, and they gave them like, you know, here are like big hits. Mm-hmm. You've got to be as good as these. you got no money and five days. Go. Uh- so... He did it and he was like, and what they said to him was like, we want it to be so close to these that we get sued, but we don't want it to be so close that they win. They did get sued. Amazing. For $10 million. Oh my God. And ended up dragging out for so long that he only had to pay $50,000 basically (laughs) for the lawsuit over these tracks. But yeah, they're very, very, very litigiously close to songs that even I know and I don't know my disco music. Yeah. Um, also, it should be said, 1980, very much the end of disco. Like, this is a I weird know. time for this. Yeah. I was like, yeah. was this what my mom's prom was like? Because that's not fair. <laughs> it's like, does my mom know how fantastic. to disco? I don't even know. It gives a character, though. I really do I love it. Scene. I yeah. think that it's, it's like, if that's what you are going to be known for, then that's a, a not a terrible thing to be known for. Yeah. The disco yeah. element in this movie was like one of my favorite fantastic. things. Yeah. And Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis, yeah. great disco dancer. Apparently. Yeah. Very, very good. Although Shannon and Katie's- I practiced last night and we realized that we could have done it too. Yeah. Disco dancing <laughs> is actually a lot of like hard. hand motions and the typical mm-hmm. white girl, like keep your hands yeah. and arms moving all the- mess Those with your hair a lot. Yeah. Good things on the hips. Yeah. Katie sent us a little gif of her dancing, which apparently has been quite a viral thing. And I thought I read something about Jamie Lee Curtis being pissed off about this gif, but then I researched it and I couldn't find it again. And it doesn't sound like her. Jamie Lee Curtis is such good mood about yeah things. i don't think she regrets many things i mean she gets pissed done. off but she doesn't take things seriously like yeah. she would just say no that gift could fuck off or something like yeah that yeah and just move on Whatever. with life girl you'll powerhouse i don't know how she does it, honestly because you look at most people who come from the industry which she obviously does and you know they don't have she's just got such a good head on her like she's yeah. just so grounded yeah it's fantastic. yeah she just is very like down to earth yeah i yeah. do have to I mean, I wish uh, when she was still alive, her and Carrie Fisher, if they could have just hung out a lot, would have been amazing. Yeah. I have to embellish, we're one hour into a one and a half hour movie and not a single person has been killed yet other than the nurse off yep. screen. At one point, and not to like get ahead of ourselves, but at one point whenever Katie yeah. and I were watching it, I was like, okay, I figured just based upon the people that had been murdered at this point i was like there's probably at least 30 minutes left in this movie can we pause i need you to take a potty break we paused there was less than 10 minutes left in the movie and i was like wait what <laughs> like at this point there had only yep. been a murder or two <laughs> and i think was just it. the yep. van one had happened at this point yeah which is you know and it, it's fine it's like dude just half and that's great do good character building which i'm not sure if this has been great but it's been, you know, they build up enough stuff and then do half an hour of fucking kills. Like, go crazy with it. Now, it's going to go crazy. Things are going to change. Yeah. But if it works, and we're going to get to it. But it starts right now because we're going to cut straight to boobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nervous ones getting dressed. Shana gets to tick something off on the list. Oh, yeah. Who would have thought it? The nervous one is the one who gets the boobs. The nervous out. virgin. Right? Nervous yeah. virgin. Tips uh, all day. She's getting hot. And heavy in the changing room, I think. I don't yeah, know. yeah, in like the, the girls' locker room. locker room, I think. 
And then yeah. she freaks out and says that she can't. But then he gives her some of the worst on-screen kissing of all time. Oh, my God. It's, it's so terrible. Painful. It's so uncomfortable uh, to watch. Uh, her mouth is just clamped shut. And he's just uh, like... Yeah. It's literally... It's like... It's as though she, with her mouth, is going, no, no, no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And the director was like, I need you to literally pry her mouth open with your mouth. It's terrible. Yeah. She it's looks so, like it's honestly. She looks really uncomfortable in this whole scene, and then even when yeah. she has to get her boobs yeah. out, you can tell that she's so uncomfortable, and it makes yeah. it really almost yeah. unwatchable. It's not a fun. Yeah, like I'm. You know, this is my theory based on nothing because she didn't show her boobs at the shower. I think mm-hmm. they progressively talked her into showing her boobs, and she didn't want to do this yeah. entire scene. The actress. It's yeah. possible. It was very, very possible. Yeah. And I'm not not to come across like I'm the only guy in this podcast. I don't want to come across like the sexist male chauvinist or whatever. I'm all for 80s movies having yeah. boobs in. I'm all yeah. for them having penises in. I don't care. But it's a fun, you know, you got to have like the fun girls who's happy to get her boobs out. Khalid yeah. doesn't give a shit. And it's yeah. fun for everybody. This is not one of those. No, especially if, if it is true that these girls just got out of acting school and you can tell that she's like once me, maybe a serious actress. And yeah. then that, yeah, some director or somebody was like, if you want to be in this movie, this is what you have to do. And then she mm-hmm. said no. And they said fine. And then later they were like, we'll just cut you out of this movie and we'll replace you <laughs> if you I mean, to be don't clear, do this scene. This like, is how it feels. <laughs> we're it not, does. I mean, it feels knows? really Maybe forced. she was the one saying, I want to get my boobs out more and they won't let it. We don't know. But it feels yeah. weird. In this scene. It does not it does. feel like she wanted to do this scene at all. Yeah. Uh, she, at all. She eases back into it and then she freaks out on him again. So he gets pissed and oh goes off to fuck someone else instead. It's like yeah. the meanest walk away ever what a yeah. dickhead yeah no honestly i'm like i genuinely feel something for her in the scene and it felt weird because in 80s flashes you rarely feel anything for anyone right and i was like oh do i actually feel something for her because she's just left topless in this room where she yeah. thought she was about to lose her virginity and then decided not to and then her boyfriend's a dick and you're like so many girls obviously in prom nights all around right. america mm-hmm. every year have a night like this so you genuinely emote for her yeah mm-hmm. yeah but instead, the killer sneaks up and stabs her with a blade of glass. <laughs> with such weird editing again. Like, there's this fuzzy walk-up shots behind her. Like, you see yeah. what I think are footprints, but they're, like, fuzzy purposefully. Mm. And I don't know what it is. Like, I don't. Well, I have no idea what's going on. And again, maybe don't... it's just an already weird choice. I don't know why. Well, in, I think he's slitting her throat, but instead of showing anything, which I get why they wouldn't, because it's 1980, so you can't really do that well. But they ha- oh, you they hear do. the sound of the glass, of what is supposed to be the glass, like cl- cutting through her throat. And it's such a weird sound. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not scary. It's just one that you're like, that's not the sound this would make. <laughs> and no, it's no, going no. really slowly, to too. It's weird. They show a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of Nick getting cut in the 70s, even like there's a lot. Yeah. They could do this for they sure. Could. Oh. They absolutely could do this. It's very weird that they Especially don't. for their budget that they had. They could have done but, No, but what, yeah, but what I will say is like from the 1980, after Friday the 13th is when we're going to get the example of if you want big money, more blood, more boobs. Yeah. So it wasn't until after this year that we're not going to get out of for another oh. two weeks that you start seeing the repercussions of real slashes gotcha folks, you know coming in so yeah i love this as well you see her boyfriend silently walks up to a girl at a punch ball and then she just silently goes off with him yep. they don't even say anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing yeah 
Yeah, and then I think this is where we get the wife or just another co-teacher, I don't know, comes over and gets really grumpy with the bald moustache yeah. man for having a girl flirt with him, which is very confusing. Outside, however, there's sexy time happening in Slick's van. Yeah, there is. Apparently, the van's are rocking. Don't come and knock it. These two are virgins, too. <laughs> yeah. These two, she does not like act like a virgin in the slightest. No. Yeah, not at all. But apparently... Especially since they met that morning. Yeah. Right. And then they finish, and then they're like, let's go do it on the blocks. It's like, you're not virgins. No. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, no way. Well, no, she's no. not, especially. She's meant to be the virgin, and then he doesn't really answer her. And well, then but she, she says that it was his first time. Well, she assumes she- it was his first time. Right. Because he says okay. something like, that was really great. And she's like, that's the best I've ever had. And he laughs. And she no, goes, I think he says mine too, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely implied they're both virgins. She's got a good weirdness to her, though. I kind of like her. Her bangs are fucking incredible. (laughs) Like, her hair is straight until the very end, and then everything is like a round curl. Yeah, it's very strange. (laughs) It's really cool. Killer's watching them, and we get this crazy long scene. Yeah. Where they're there, they're talking, they decide to go have sex at the bluffs, they go over to the bluffs, which are 10 feet away from the van. Well, these are the bluffs that Jamie Lee Curtis and Nick were walking on, so I think they're like close to their school, or their school is built on it's ridiculous. the side yeah. of a it's like, cliff. Why would you even bother leaving the van? You're like, it's, it's right there. It's yeah. not like you're going somewhere. Yeah. And then they decide, actually, they're a bit vulnerable, so then they go back to the van, and then it keeps going in there. They even reuse a POV shot, I'm pretty sure, yeah. at one point. Yeah, 100%. They did mm-hmm. the van shot so twice. Weird. It's really weird. And then she says, I will remember this night for the rest of my life. And then leans back, the doors open, and she gets stabbed in the face. Yeah. Um, Slick then tries to drive the van off and it, you know, brings the music on. So we've got like funny music sort of playing right. as what is now revealed as an incredibly spry killer. Yes. Yeah. Attacks like a little insect. Again, so obviously a man at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like a tiny framed man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this goes on for ages. It and does. then the van drives so off a cliff long. and explodes. <laughs> So, well, and, and it's nobody like, hears this, by the way. No, 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 nobody hears Even it. But the it's also like, like right there. Yeah, and as soon as this started, of like, okay, we've said that they're right by the bluffs. They're fighting over the wheel. It's like this can only end in the van going over the bluffs. But yet, we needed five minutes yeah. of like, yeah. this terrible yeah. van longer. driving like, around it the circle. It's so oh, long. Bit. Yeah, yeah. I think this was so the I, point at which we realized there was only 10 minutes left of this film. Yeah, it was. And we're like, how the fuck is this going to end? Right. Ever? Well, so I remember having real troubles with this killer because like, you know, I have very particular things I'm looking for from a slasher film or what I you know, consider this type of slasher film. And when I was watching this the first time and when I returned to it a few years ago, I'm in a very particular mindset where I'm hoping it's going to live up to those things. It's not at all. So coming back to it this time, already feeling a disposition of I don't like this movie as much as most people do not in the slightest and I particularly don't like the killer I was kind of kind of to him it's like he's too lithe he's got a fucking sparkly mask yes he's like not scary at all but it's pretty funny like this time I was kind of more like well this movie's clearly not scary yeah and it's also clearly not great but it's kind of like the disco songs and like ridiculous, just strange scenes and Lou and I feel this like killer. It is knows like, it's, it's campy. Vaguely entertaining. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it knows it's campy and it's tra- like with the disco and the sparkly mat. Like there are elements of it that I'm like, you. Ha- they know what they're making to some degree. Mm-hmm. I think. I think they just didn't do it well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in case you're missing the disco, we're back at the prom. Lou 
is dusting himself off. I think we're meant to then consider him the killer because he's like dusting himself. And then mm. Wendy tells Lou, I told you not to hurt anybody. So I feel like they're trying to insinuate that he's the killer, but clearly he's not because he's this little stocky dude. And we just seen the killers yeah. like this is felt yeah. person. And then the killer comes for Wendy in the toilets with an axe. Oh. Weird moment where like. What? What? See, we huh? missed that. We didn't have that. You didn't have that scene? No. No, we didn't. Ha- I like literally Wendy in just, my like, notes, I have what happened to Wendy? We both were yeah, like, did where you did Wendy go? You watched the Blu-ray disc? Yeah. Well, I mean, then we watched the exact same version. We, there, Wendy just disappears. Yeah, the she le- just disappears. The next thing you hear from her is Lou before they like tackle Nick say. Is this where you guys paused it? No. Did you guys accidentally skip a chapter? Because <laughs> there's a very long scene with Wendy. Oh, oh, we did not have it. We did not have that. Like very long. And we're watching the same Blu-ray. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because we didn't rewind we- it or fast forwarded it. We literally pushed pause but and when play. you paused it, could you have accidentally pressed like the skip chapter button or something? Cause Maybe. I don't know. So. There's a big old scene of Wendy in the toilets. The killer comes for her. He, it's very weird because he like leaves the axe embedded and then sort of comes back for it because he forgot about it. Oh. And then we get a huge slasher stalk scene that goes on for ages. Oh. Like way too long. I was wondering how like he got an axe her. for the final bit. Yeah. I think you guys skipped a chapter somehow. We must have. Because we were both like, so what missed- the fuck happened to Wendy? We, she was yeah. our favorite. Because like, oh, besides- must- look. Jamie Lee Curtis, she was our brief. favorite. Yeah. This ending is brief, but it must have seemed ridiculously brief to you guys because there's only about yeah. three kills and you missed yeah. one of we them. Yeah, we had no 100%. idea what was going on. Yeah. We were like, I was like, uh, what the fuck okay, happened to Wendy? over. That's so weird. You get like a close-up of the killer's eye briefly in this kill and I swear to God it's a girl behind the mask. It's very strange. And then the police chief who's been there the whole night and ringing the police station for updates is finally informed that they caught the escapee 40 miles from here. Yeah, so we well, saw this good. part. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you must have missed this chapter with yeah. Wendy. Yeah. Being chased. Because we were both Which, very flummoxed by where the fuck yeah. she oh, went. Yeah, very confused. Well, well I would say go check it out, but I don't know. I mean, it's one of the better bits in the movie, but it's also not that great and it goes on too long. All right. Know. You know, well. <laughs> you listen, I can imagine it based on everything else. It's better than her just not existing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot. It's all a proper slasher scene. Like, it's just stalking through the oh. school as she's, like, hiding in places and stuff, and he's coming after her with the axe and looks quite silly. And mm. gotcha. Damn. I might okay. actually go I'm back and watch that. Because when you said... Yeah. I mean, it'll only take you five minutes. It's probably worth doing next time you guys get together for next week. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We then cut to Jamie asking if anyone has seen her father. Clearly meant to make him suspicious, but right. we've all forgotten Leslie Nielsen exists, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's barely in it. And then the groundskeeper's there trying to say there's a killer on the loose because he sees this happen, you see, with Wendy. Yeah. But because he's got, he's either got a speech impediment or he's not all there, they decide he's drunk and haul him away, which is really terrible. It's like this person clearly has problems. We also did not see this. Let's fucking haul him away. Yeah, we didn't see this part either. What? I feel like you had a different ending to your movie than we did. I mean, this is the same one I've seen every single time. Weird. I don't. Because everyone just disappears in it, and then there's yeah. like the last Ours scene, and it's over. Where they're back at the prom, and all you hear yeah. is Lou go like the they're about to announce prom king it's, and queen, and Lou is talking yeah, with the guys, and they're like, "Where's Wendy? Yeah. Wendy's not around." He's like, "I don't know. I haven't seen her." But even if she's not here, I'll go stand up next to that girl, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. So it's meant that's what happens right now. 
Oh. Yeah, we we like missed this like chunk. just a whole chunk. Yeah, we, really we must did. have. That's a big chunk of the movie. I know. Right? Well, that have... makes a lot more sense. It does. It's going to really impair your feelings on the movie. Then it really does. Because is... we were I mean, both would, just like, again, okay. It's going to be out of context, but I would recommend in your free time, whatever, for next week's checking out that chunk. Just because when we get to the wrap up, we're going to have to place all of these films in order, and you should at least understand. Yeah, I wonder what the what hell happened. Missed. That's must really have accidentally weird. skipped a chapter somehow when you when you stop for the toilet or something weird. Yeah. I don't know. Technical difficulties. So yeah, Lou and Co. grab Nick and punch him out with one hit. Yeah. Yep. Killer cuts off Lou's head and it rolls down the platform. As of a making of about ten years ago or something, they still had this head. Like it's kinda crazy. Oh. Um, oh. And the ski mask as well. Um everyone screams because the killer thought he was Nick. And now he goes after Nick and Jamie whispering things i don't like that this killer does say stuff like every now i don't like killer saying things mm. makes weird sort of noises and weird words yeah. yeah and this is where i didn't get the relevance of crossing him off on the list since he didn't pick up the phone it's like well that didn't mean anything yeah yeah not at all get it. <laughs> and then you get this crazy end fight which plays out to the theme song which just starts <laughs> yes! playing again so has it ever happened a slasher film playing out to its own theme song and yeah it's insane it is <laughs> And Jamie hits the killer with the axe or the blunt end of it, I think. And they have this weird moment where she realizes who he is, but it's played out like a big moment. But she only just a minute ago found out that there's a killer. It's a big problem for me in this movie. The final girl isn't really a final girl because she doesn't go through a journey. Other people are dying, but she's not involved with any of that. She finds out there's a killer. They resolve it immediately. Yeah. Like it's it's not how you write this stuff. And it it is a big problem, I think, with this with the script. We need a big build between them. But yeah, they're outside, takes off the mask, sparkling mask. It's her brother wearing lipstick, which I was confused with originally. So strange. But yeah, the twin thing makes more sense, I guess. Yeah. Like, well, that he like tries wasn't to- wearing lipstick. Yeah. But I think it's like the, if he is a twin, it's like the feminine and inside of him is still, you know, growing up alongside him or something. And then he wants to take revenge on her account. I don't know. I don't know, man. It makes vaguely more sense. Yeah, it I still makes it no it, sense, but it makes vaguely more sense. Yes. I saw in an interview he said this is the thing the most people ask him about. Sure. <laughs> oh, really? It's the lipstick. Did he give an Let's answer? Um, and it, no, in an interview. Uh. <laughs> he just keeps saying, this is the thing most people ask me, and then he moves yeah. on. <laughs> and then he dies, which I don't really know why. I don't know. Well, I guess from the head wound, whenever... From blunt trauma? Yeah. Whenever... I mean, that's Jamie Lee Curtis oddly realistic it. for a slasher film. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel he'd just be brain damaged for a while, really. I don't know if you'd... Like, I feel if you die from blunt trauma, you die straight away. I don't or know. Or you were brain damaged. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's very strange. Uh, but then Jamie does some acting that's way too good for this film. <laughs> Morning him. Like, she's really fucking good. Right. And I think this is the bit, actually, where I saw an interview with the director. It's a strange man. And he says this thing about Jamie's acting in this scene, which is very good. But he says... It's as good as anything ever put to film. Whoa. What? Wow. <laughs> At this moment, it's as good as anything. All put right. To film. And then a weird cheesy song just starts fucking playing and credits come out of nowhere. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just like whiplash inducing. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. <laughs> and I find it very bewilderingly. I just trying to imagine because I was like, oh, fuck, that's over quick. I can't even imagine for you guys. Oh, yeah. We were without those just, yeah. big 10 minute chunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we were, were like, like everyone just disappeared. Then they killed him, and then it was over. Yeah. And it was... <laughs> it was we very were, strange. We were really confused. <laughs> That's so strange. That's I don't so know. Strange. That hasn't so happened strange. before. 
Oh, I'm sorry, guys. But yeah, I recommend <laughs> checking out those 10 minutes. So at least you can comment, you know, yeah. here your views may be a little bit skewed. Yeah. I think you got the vague idea. But for sure, when you're watching a film like this, you need every 10 minutes of slasher mayhem you could get. Right. So. Well, yeah, especially when the slashing doesn't happen until the last 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Exactly. So you might still end up feeling how you feel, but I think you, I mean, yeah. it could change your opinion. Tiny well, bit. and I'll have to because I need to see if it checks off anything on my list. True. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Does she yeah. run further into the building instead of out? Right. Huh. What is there a mirror gag? You know, these are things I need to know. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so Shannon, Buffy, episode 20 of season three features a VHS of prom night that Tucker Wells uses to train the hellhounds to attack people in formal wear. <laughs> oh my God. <gasps> <gasps> That's incredible. <laughs> This is what I've learned. That's amazing. I also learned that when the film was done, Paramount was interested in distributing the movie, but they only wanted to do it in 300 theaters. Avco were going to put it in 1,200 theaters. Uh, so they went with them that same year. Paramount would release a little film called Friday the 13th what? and change slashes forever. So Paramount were really into getting uh, these slashes going. There you go, guys. That is Prom Night, the original. Yeah. We're going to move into the remake, well, but quickly, let's give... Our feelings on this. Well, I would say is so according to my list, which I still need to go back through yes. and look at this. Sure. The original checked off seven horror movie or seven slasher tropes that I had that out of how many out of how many things do we have out of 24. 24 yeah. 24. Katie knows her bingo. Yeah. <laughs> so some, oh, I can see on the big board behind you actually. Okay. Oh, there you oh, go. So those blinking lights. Sloan, mm -hmm. wake up. Sloan, Sloan, I need you to, <laughs> to turn the letters, turn, turn the numbers. <laughs> um, so seven out of 24, that's not that many. No, it's really not. And it's really just someone dies in the midst of or, or like directly before or after sex. I don't think mm. you can count because, you know, the virgin lives, the slut dies. Like technically they're both virgins, what they say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see, boobs, which I have, you know, yes. definitely checks that one off. Uncomfortable boobs. Uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> boobs. There's the needless shower scene. There's there is. the insinuation that drinking and partying get you killed, which I think is true. Yeah. Again, right. True. Yeah. All of a sudden, a whole town campus is typically deserted because there were all those weird cut shots of like a very empty oh. school with like the very popular And Wendy's scene is all that. Yeah. Wendy's scene is all. There's nobody around and she's just being chased mm. by this killer. Yeah. I'm counting this as revenge of the nerd, either as the killer or because he's the <laughs> he's the killer because they set he's him up as being yeah, a weirdo, definitely. kind of. Yeah. Hey, nerds are not weirdos. How dare you. There are like the playful scares when yeah. he chokes There's the woman at the rehearsal. Now, now thinking about it, I was like, oh yeah, that was hella foreshadowing. And then mm -hmm. religious imagery-ish in that the virgin girl, the one with awkward boobs, is wearing a cross necklace. Okay. So I can't, And they <laughs> have right. her in all white, I'll things like that. Yeah. There's so, there's so few. Yeah. I'll definitely take it. Okay. Yeah. But, Shannon, how did you feel about Prom Night? Granted, you haven't seen the fantastic 10 minutes of Wendy being chased <laughs> around the school. That's true. I mean, my thoughts afterwards, because we missed that scene, were a lot of like, what the fuck happens to Wendy? <laughs> Um, but I also, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I loved the disco stuff. I was here for the disco stuff. The like really artsy, like cut frames and things like that were so fucking weird. I thought the men in it were just like, I couldn't even watch them. They were so weird. <laughs> uh, um, 
And, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is so good in it that I think it almost makes the film seem worse, right? Because mm-hmm. she's so good. No, I agree. And the film is not living up to like what she is doing. She's just so effortless. It's amazing. So, and it was this on my nightmare scale, nothing, nothing. Because like nothing. The, the van <laughs> scene, I, moss, well, because the killer was just so like lurky and weird. It mm-hmm. was like, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't scared by him. Let's just say that. And did you figure out it was the brother then before the ending? Or? So whenever they f- showed the eyes is whenever I was like, oh, that's who it is. But so that was like right oh, okay. at the ending. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just like seeing Jamie Lee Curtis's recognition of who it was. Because I had ruled out Leslie Nielsen early on. Oh, yeah. No, you forget he exists. It's yeah. so strange. Yeah. He's top billing and all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Katie, how do you feel about Prom Night 1980? If it didn't have Jamie Lee Curtis or dancing in it, I wouldn't care about this movie at all yeah i don't know what leslie nelson's doing in this film (laughs) i really don't it's like he stumbled on set and they were like Uh, say this line and he's like okay because i i don't he did not jive with this for me at all i it really felt like when you are an actor or when you're new at something and you're in a class and somebody says so and so who's really good at this is going to come visit us today and they, so like this group of actors who were all new were like, Jamie Lee Curtis is coming on set today and she's going to act out some scenes with us and show us how to do it. Like, that's what this whole movie felt like. It felt like she was coming in, trouncing everybody <laughs> and them trying to keep up with her made the scenes really awkward. And besides mm-hmm. uh, Wendy, I think Wendy was great, to be honest. Yeah, I, I like she did her role great. She had presence. No one else had presence. They're all immediately forgettable except for Lou. And it's only because I really don't like him. I thought he was just so yeah. oafy and dumb. Yeah, no, he's terrible. Don't get me wrong. The yeah. detective voiceover scenes like there. And then like how long the van scene took. And I just I don't. It was such a hot mess. Such mm-hmm. a hot mess. Mm-hmm. I did not predict the brother being the killer. I when Jamie Lee Curtis recognized the eyes, I thought that it was her sister who'd never really died. And then the... Which was still breathing. The, sati- <laughs> the maniac guy had actually saved her sister and like she had grown Ooh. up with him and then she was seeking revenge on these people. Like that's what I thought. Interesting. But I, yeah. then I was like, oh, I gave this film way too much credit just now. Interesting. So yeah, I, um, I would tell people to watch the dance scenes. And that's yeah. not it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I liked the story. I thought it was an interesting story. It was just execution was... There was so much weird heinous. to this story. I mean, now that I know so that the weird. Wendy thing does get resolved, it makes right. me feel better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was really weird. There's, even with that, I'm like, what? what is happening? Like people people would just disappear from the script and from the movie and then yeah. they were just mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, I think the pacing's weird. I do think there are some, you know, way too many red herrings. But yeah, the inherent story is fine. Yeah, fine. that's what I mean. It's like this: the inherent story in this is one where you'd watch it and go, "Oh, I'm excited because you could do stuff with this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can make a reboot of this and play with all these things and do fun stuff with it. But it's also yeah, this is the third or fourth time I've seen this, and this is definitely the most I've ever enjoyed it because I think I now know what I'm getting into, <laughs> and because I used to dislike it, I was so I'm always so shocked. I used to always be like, I feel like I should love this because slasher fans normally really like this, and I'm a huge slasher fan from the '80s, and I don't like this movie. It's not like I hate it or anything. 
And this time I was I was mildly entertained by it. I'm like, there are things in here. If I take it as a stupid, silly, weird, campy little movie, there are some fun moments in here. I think the dancing scene's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The killer's ridiculous, but it's fine. I kind of like, yeah, I kind of like um, the girl who's out in the van. I think she, I wish it was more of her in it. I think she's got some good character to it. But it's not, it's not terrible. It's not the worst, but it's not in, in context of these kind of movies, at least. I mean, it's pretty terrible compared to mm-hmm. you know, good movies. Right. Um, but... But in terms of sort of schlocky little, you know, B-movie slashes, they're way, way worse. And again, oh, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis is excellent in it. When Leslie Nielsen's there, he's great. Um, but then he just disappears. I, and I can't believe I did all this work just to do like a minute or two right now. Um, but I actually went, I'd done it before, but I watched Prom Night 2, Prom Night 3, and Prom Night 4. Ooh. Just for this podcast so I could voice the entire series. Because this is one of the only ones that we're going to get to it later with Silent Night, Deadly Night. But otherwise... This is the only series to make sequels, not just a remake, but sequels what? from this. So Prom Night 2 is called Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2. <laughs> oh my God. And I only saw this for the first time maybe a year or two ago on Shudder and I fucking loved it. What? <laughs> I, I think it was when I was here in London and I was watching and I, I watched like Slimeball, Rama. <laughs> I watched... We, you and me, Katie, were watching those Night of the Comet. Oh, yeah, that like was so good. Like, Ish. really 80s movies. Yeah, but they're, like, fun. Yeah. Like, Chopping Mall. Yeah, Chopping Mall with the robots. <laughs> with the robots in the mall. Like, just ridiculous 80s movies yes. that are so over the top, so crazy, loads of nudity, loads of gore, and they can just be a lot of fun. Yeah. Even though they're very bad. Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 is my favorite Prom Night movie. It's really dumb. It's certainly not great. It's kind of like a mix between uh, Carrie and um, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. And it deals with 1950s when this prom was put on and this girl accidentally gets burnt to death. Ooh. And then she comes back. Yeah, it kind of possesses this girl in the 80s. And there's some, particularly in the latter half, it's worth just keeping with it. Because the latter half, there's some very weird, surreal things that happen in it. And yeah, I mean, it's not great. But... <laughs> It's surprisingly fun. And then part three is one that people either hate or love because that one, Prom Night 3, The Last Kiss, I think it's called. That one goes way down a rabbit hole of just craziness. Like it is, it's full on black comedy and there's airplane humor in there. Like it's so weird. There's this guy, like it's the only one that follows on properly. So Mary Lou is back in it again and she falls in love as a sort of ghost. And there's sort of, there's sexual hauntings in it where she's having sex with this guy all the time, but she's a ghost. And then she would kill anyone who gets in the way of their love. And then he has to bury them in this sort of 80s oh, comedy. Oh, I want to watch this. Oh, wow. And there's like a tannoy system in the school, which every now and then is doing literal airplane. You know, like at being of airplane where they're doing announcements. Right. And it's really funny, like the stuff that's going on. It's, that, it's not as good as airplane, obviously, but it's that kind of thing. Um, and there's some genuine moments in there where I really actually laughed. I get why people would hate it. It goes way over the top into comedy. I don't like that kind of thing normally, but at least it has some character to it. Yeah. And then Prom Night 4, which is Deliver Us From Evil. Deadly. Thank you. Deliver Us From Evil. It's just so fucking dull. It's like, it's fairly okay made. It tries to get the film back to slasher roots, but there's so much religion in there. So all these priests running around and it's just so boring. I, I just kept nearly falling asleep in it. Uh, fun fact, I just found out that you maybe already saw the only person that is in all four of the prom nights is Brock Simpson, who plays the little boy in the original prom night, like at the oh, killer oh, scene. The actual actor or the character? The actual actor. 
and oh, he's really? different oh, characters in all four of the prom nights. Like oh, in the man. last one, he plays Father Colin in prom night. Uh, what is this? Deliver us from evil. And then he had two different characters in both the Mary Lou ones. That's great. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know he's that. the only like through is he in line. the remake or just in those. He's in, uh, I he's not in the remake. No, of course not. Because why would they try and please the fans? Well, I think he might have. We'll get there in a second. Yeah, I'm just going to say my official things for those original series. If you're going to watch some Hello Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, that's the one to watch. Then Prom Night, then Prom Night 3, and Prom Night 4 is right at the bottom. That's my personal order. And then the remake? Or are you not adding that in yet? We're gonna, we're, I'm not talking about a remake yet. Okay. We're going to get to that. Okay. In a second, we're going to take a little disco break. Yeah. And then we'll be right back prom to talk about night. the Prom Night remake. Prom Night, Prom Night, Prom Night. Prom night, prom night, prom night, prom night. Everything is alright. Prom night, no more feeling uptight. Come with me tonight. Tell me. So now we're moving on to the remake, Prom Night 2008. Get your list ready, guys, because this is a new year for us. 3.9 out of 10 on the IMDb. Oh, wow. Very low. Yeah. Directed by Nelson McCormick, who would go on to direct some Prison Break, some 24 Legacy. He also directed the movie The Stepfather, which is also a remake of a sort of weird, I don't know what you would call it. I guess some people might call it a slasher. Uh, Written by J.S. Cardone, who also wrote The Stepfather and The Covenant. DP'd by Checo Vares, if that's how you say it, who has done Pacific Rim. Ooh. He did The Arrival, and now he's doing It Chapter 2. Mm. Interesting. Music by Paul Haslinger, who did Hort and Catch Fire, Underworld. He's doing the upcoming Monster Hunter movie, and Fear the Walking Dead, and Crank. Wow. Uh, starring Brittany Snow as Donna Keppel. This lady has been in Pitch Perfect, Hairspray, and I'm always surprised whenever I look up Brittany Snow, which isn't that often, thank God. How little she's done. Oh, really? Yeah, she does seem to someone. be in a lot. She's a name that everybody knows, I feel. But I think she was a Disney Channel kid. Is that wrong? Oh, is that why? Maybe. She just has Maybe. this kind of face that you feel you've seen in a lot of places. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, Scott Porter as Bobby. He was in Speed Racer, Friday Night Lights, lots of video animated work. Jessica Stroop as Claire. The Hills Have Eyes 2. Ted. Iron Fist. And the following... Dana Davis as Lisa Hines. She was in 10 Things I Hate About You, Coach Carter, and now she's a voice in the new She-Ra cartoon. Mm. Uh. Collins Penny as Ronnie Heflin. He was in Half Nelson, In Time and Fame. Kelly Blatz as Michael, who hasn't been in it much. That's of note. James Ransone as Detective Nash <laughs> in Sinister <laughs> Generation Kill, Ken Park, It Chapter 2, and How to Make It in America, which used to be my favorite TV show. Brian Davis as Chrissy Lynn. She was in Jarhead. Kellen Lutz as Rick Leland. He was in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, Twilight, 90210, and Generation Kill. Idris Elba yes. as Detective Win. Joshua Leonard as Bellhop. We'll get to him. Yeah. And Jonathan Shayuch 
however you say his name, as Shaq. Richard Fenton. He's playing the killer. How do you say it? Jonathan Shack. 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 Okay. Uh, he's in Legends of Tomorrow, Ray Donovan, The Client List, Chrome Skull 2. He was in the Doom Generation, apparently. He was in That Thing You Do. Yeah. There you go. Everything you do. That's the only we thing I know him from. Him. <laughs> you told him about him a few weeks ago. He was in Quarantine, the remake of Wreck as well. He likes to be in remakes at yeah. this time. Budget of this movie. We're going up, guys, oh, every no. single time. I'm nervous. $20 million. Oh, my Whoa! God. Grossed $57 million. Oh, my God. <sighs> But before we get into it all, again, we're doing all this in weird orders, but who the fuck cares? Guys, 2008, what the fuck is this movie launching alongside? Uh, Shannon, do you what? have the top 10 movies? Yes. All right. So the <laughs> yeah. top 10, let's see here. I think it's important to know that just outside the top 10, number 14 was Slumdog Millionaire <laughs> from this year. Oh, so that wow. was like- As covered on our Danny Boyle retrospective. Re- yes. Yes. As it covered. comes back to Danny Boyle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just for reference, Best Picture from that year was number 14 in the box office. Well, yeah. The Sex and the City movie was number 11, just edging out of the top oh 10. And then the top 10, we have at number 10, The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Ow! Number nine, yeah. Wally. Love Wally. Oh, Wally. Wally. Uh, number eight, Iron Man. We start off all the Iron Man. Oh, man. Mm, MCU has begun. Yep. Number seven, Quantum of Solace. Number yes. six. Oh, yeah. I just did this list. Yeah. Uh, Madagascar, Escape to Africa. Wow. Number five, Mamma Mia. Number four, <sighs> Hancock. Number wow. three, Kung Fu Panda. Number two, oh, yes. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And then the number one box worldwide box office uh, for 2008, The Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah, that makes I think sense. I just did this one on the quarantine podcast. So I gave all my opinions on those films there. So you can go listen to that if you want to. Quarantine. Katie, you got horror films of this year? We do. I do. We do. I do. A <laughs> hundred feet. Don't know that one. Anaconda three offspring. hundred feet is fine. Cape Jansen is pretty good. I don't know. Anaconda. Again, I gave my opinions on these in quarantine, so I'm going to stay quiet. Just let you read the list. If people are, are you? Because you're talking that. right now. I know. You said I don't know that one, and I wanted to instinctively let you know what oh. it was. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to continue to not know that one because I was not okay. on the quarantine podcast. The Burrowers, which sounds very close to the Borrowers, but it's not. It's the mm-hmm. Burrowers. Cloverfield, Cl- Cold Prey 2, Creep, Dance of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Not mm. to be confused. What I'm going to just interject there because we'll be doing Day of the Dead soon. No, no, no. This is a plug. I was we'll about be to be Day excited about one of these. It's it's one of my absolute favorite films that, oh, horror films that I get ridiculed about on an annual basis, which is Dead Girl. Freaking love this movie. You don't get ridiculed. I do. I, just, I get I questioned like a lot as to why I like this movie. And Christina Matheson is involved it. with this movie. I know. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about her. <laughs> I just fangirl over her. Eden Lake, The Eye Remake, Feast 2, Sloppy Seconds, these titles, mm-hmm. I tell you what, The Happening, Let the Right One In, super good, Martyrs, which I haven't seen, maybe we'll see at some point, I haven't decided, Ponty Pool, Pulse 2, Afterlife Remake, Pulse 3, Invasion Remake, <laughs> Quarantine, which Al will talk to you about in the other retrospective. Remake, The Ruins, Saw 5, Splinter, The Strangers, which 
I cannot watch on my own. And Train, which is that the Terror Train? That's remake? the one. Yeah. The non remake, but sort of was once. So, yeah, we're definitely in torture porn, and there are still a few remakes, but not as many as there were before. They're no. starting to peter out, mostly because they'd made most of them by this point. Other than the big boys, I think they were waiting a little bit longer for the big boys. Everyone was scared to touch a Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and all stuff like that. And into all of that, we get Prom Night. Like we said earlier in this podcast, for me at least, one that is ripe for a remake. I was kind of excited about this. I went to see it in the cinema as soon as it came out. Big budget, 80 slashes being remade. It sounds exactly like my thing. It was announced in 2004 to be in the works, originally being written by Stephen Susco, who had gone to, well, he had written The Grudge, and he would go on to do The Texas Chainsaw, Unfriended Dark Web, and Hellfest. Hmm two of which was came out last year Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was delayed and eventually handed over to j.s cardone to write instead uh scout taylor compton was considered for the role of donna before Brittany snow and this is the first slasher film in the history of horror films to receive a pg-13 rating oh really let that sink in for a second yeah i mean that's what it says i mean i guess it depends what again what you qualify slasher film there are certainly some that people would think Oh, which did not, but in terms of, yeah, full on fucking slasher. I mean, that makes total sense to me based upon what we see in the film. It's very tame. It seems tame. Yeah. It's very polite. The polite knock. Yeah. It's the polite knock. (laughs) Yes. All right. And you guys, brand new to this one, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I mentioned to you, Al, the only thing I knew of this was that my friend's band, Quiet Drive, did the remake of a Cindy Lauper song in the trailer. But they don't use the song in the movie, so I was very upset about that. It's on Which the movie really soundtrack. Sad. So it must be in there somewhere, even for it's a split second. It's not on the soundtrack. It's not on the soundtrack? It is. No, it's it is. not. We looked it up. Well, it's on the it's on the actual soundtrack. You go to iTunes. I literally just bought it last night. Oh, okay. oh. Well, I looked up the Prom Night soundtrack, and it wasn't on there. Mm, because weird. we had that's a question about a song that they say that they're playing yeah. by an artist. And I was like, this is not that artist. And so I looked it up and I was like, oh, your friend's song is not on here. I love how with Prom Night we're in different dimensions with things. I'm seeing scenes you're not seeing. Right? I'm getting songs on my soundtracks you guys aren't getting. I don't know. It's an alternate movie. So we open this movie to classy, inverted commas, fonts <laughs> and a slow, sultry cover was it the se- season of loving song? What has it? What's it called? Yeah, actually? Uh, it's the time of the season. Oh yeah, yeah. And yet another fucking long helicopter tracking shot across oh, yeah. coastlines. Oh yeah. So why it's a thing. why is this even in here? <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. really because weird. Because you have to start every modern slasher film. We're still stuck in the nineties. Is what all of this screams yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. We've thrown out the original opening. That's the first shocker. Do no they kid. have two different fonts for their opening credits? Yes, because they the do. First the first letter is letter. in one font. Well, the first word, and then the second word is in a different font. Well, it's like the first letter of each word is yeah, in one font. Yeah, it's in a different font. they do it even it's for weird. prom night? Oh, that's so weird. It is yeah. weird. That's why I say classy and in inverted commas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no kids. We're with Brittany Snow, uh, who's playing Donna, getting dropped off at her parents and her family are all dead or in the process of being murdered and the killer is in the house she hides under the bed and then he murders her mother in front of her and somehow the killer doesn't hear Brittany as she's walking around the house calling out to her right yeah 
And it's very polite, considering how brutal they're trying to make it. Very, very polite, this murdering of her mother. There's very little blood anywhere. Yeah. And we immediately know, okay, we're in for a very sanitized version here. And plus, we see the killer as he gets hauled away by the cops, and it's some fucking handsome hipster-looking mm. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Shep. If, if you had to pick your murdering stalker, mm-hmm. I think that would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like like he's walked right off of the OC and just put on a wig and a fake beard. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where you're like, girl, why don't you just get with him? He's cute. I know. (laughs) Save your family. (laughs) I'd be like, like, fine. Fine. This is your official advice on how to handle stalkers. Just get with them if they're cute ones. Yeah. I mean, in this moment, you're going to like, if the choice is murder my family in front of me or like Mm -hmm. touch your penis, then run away. Yeah. I don't even know if it's sexual. He's just like, I don't no. think he would know what to do with her if he got her. He just Probably. thinks he's in love with her. We're going to find this out later, but fuck it, we're spoiling out. He thinks that he's a teacher at the school. He became obsessed with her, thinks he's in love with her and stalks her. And she's away that night, but gets back while he's mid trying to find her and killing her parents. Now, it's also one that seems just like, okay, like I said before, I appreciate mixing stuff up, doing things differently in a reboot. Prom Night had so many things I felt that needed rethinking. The mm-hmm. opening wasn't one of them. I was like, no. it wasn't acted well, but it's a fine setup. Yeah. Sure. Just do that again. Yeah. But better. Maybe they and just so really s- didn't want to, es- they wanted to establish that it's not her little brother. The problem is, it's like, one, I don't think they wanted to kill kids. Yeah. I, like, that's I think I- genuinely, this is so sanitized, they didn't want to kill kids. Yeah. And two is that the problem is, I'm going to cling to the hope when I first saw this movie. Again, I go into slasher films hoping for very particular things. I get that. That's just me. But I'm clinging to the hope the first time I saw this movie that please, please, please let him not be the killer. Like, please let there be some mystery to this until we mm-hmm. start seeing, oh, 100% it's just him. Yeah. Because there's zero myth. This is the opposite to Prom Night. Yeah. Where Prom Night was too much confusion, this is zero confusion whatsoever. Yeah. And yeah. by taking away the thing with the kids at the beginning means there's no mystery to what really happened after that. And that's fucking for me the entire point of Prom Night. Right. Yeah. Which, you know... Because it would have been easy to keep her little brother alive. And then they could have just been orphaned siblings that lived with her aunt and uncle. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember the first time I saw this, I thought, oh, they're going so far into telling us it is the killer this time that it's clearly not going to be. But then that's debunked so early. Yeah. Yeah. So he stabs her and she wakes up and we realize she's telling her therapist about this dream. But it's not a dream because it's actually what was real. And she's telling her therapist about it, even though she told the therapist for three years to learn about this. And this is just a terrible excuse for some exposition mm-hmm. and for a therapist to go. The guy was caught and put away and is 2,300 miles away from where we are. Yeah. And then says, you'll never forget the murder of your family in front of you. Just like you'll never forget tomorrow night. Prom night, baby. And then they all start smiling. Yes. What color is your dress? Oh, my God. It's like so pretty. Yes. I, I think I just, I just uh, didn't get like, why <laughs> is prom night this like triggering thing for her? Right. And maybe it's just because it's like a milestone, whatever. But it was like just yeah. built up to be the thing that's bringing back all of these memories. You're in transition. You're going to rewrite it. Do it on prom night. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. It yeah. has to be prom night. She's there for some other reason. She's chaperoning, you know, switch them. Her brother's older, whatever. She's chaperoning someone there. And bad things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you need to make trauma based around prom night, it's not hard. Yeah. Like, but instead, it's the thing of, well, you're going through change. And that, you know, is going to call back these things because you're about to become a woman and go and do this stuff. And by the way, 
Tomorrow's going to be as memorable as your parents getting murdered. <laughs> it's just... By the way, she's already totally had sex with her boyfriend, so she's oh, for sure. like yeah. crossed that bridge already. Yeah. I don't know. All I have to say at this point is this film is 12 years after Scream. Yeah. It's mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. I know I appreciate you haven't seen Scream right. properly, Shannon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I turned that shit off. But <laughs> Scream is a movie which is doing all of this shit a thousand times better while turning it on its head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This it's it's so weird to see things going backwards rather than forwards. Yeah. Well, but I but think anyway, so much of that it makes like whenever you said that they were that this was the first film, the first slasher to get a PG thirteen rating, now all of a sudden everything that I had problems with with this movie makes sense. Because they are sanitizing mm-hmm. everything in order like they set out to make a movie to get a PG thirteen rating so they could sell it as much to high school as kids. Possible. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, means you don't appeal to high school kids because right. they want to see all the gruesome shit. Yeah. High school kids want boobs and sex and cursing yep. and all the things Violence. that they're not meant to have. Right. Well, you're going to get cursing here. We're going to get someone who's literally, their friends go, oh my God, you're so naughty because one of them said bitch. Right. And they're literally reacting to that like, oh my God. It's just so out of touch yeah. <laughs> with yeah. this writing. Yeah. But yeah, we have Brittany as our lead. She's blonde, middle class, and white. But don't worry, she's got a black friend and a brunette friend. So, yeah. you know, it all... She has two black friends. She does. Yeah. She, well, sort of. Everybody's got, actually only got two friends and they're of the same sex. Yeah. Everybody in this film has two friends of the same sex. So we think, uh, yeah. So again, I, by this point, I think they're playing with the original story, right? The killer who's on the loose. This is all a red herring. And then we get some music from they, uh, This Will Destroy You. Yeah. Excellent choice. Mm. There's also Block Party on this soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's some good songs. Yeah. I mean, there's some terrible songs. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some good yeah. songs. This Will Destroy You, one of my favorite bands. We should really just talk about them for a while. <laughs> they, okay. uh, if our licensing works out, they're on Monotream Records now, most of the time, which are great. They provided two tracks, hopefully, for a little short film that me and Shannon did. Woohoo! Um, people should check it out. Yeah. Brittany, stop taking her pills. <gasps> now, this is something then that you want to play with, right? Because these are anxiety which pills. they're never going to do anything with. She's fine. Yeah. No. Yeah, she apparently didn't need the pills. Yeah, she and her just new didn't mom, want which to be later, numb find out. Yeah, it's a bit, It's She's just like, don't play with that. Yeah. Have her see stuff, and then she thinks it's in her head. Right. Yeah. And that's how you do it. Yeah. Nothing. It's nothing. Nothing. No. And your mom, which we learn later is her aunt, is basically the same age as her. It's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, that's very strange. <laughs> and I look, I hate being... I'm always the mean one on these podcasts. I don't mind being the mean one. I mean to actors all the time. The podcasts we do, Katie, I appreciate it. You're not an actor. We normally have lots of actors doing these shows. Alex likes to be too kind to the actors and blame the directors. Shannon, I don't know. Clearly. Uh, people worry about their careers. I could worry about my career. Brittany Snow just doesn't work for me as a human being. <laughs> as a There's human being, that is, that is human being. bold. <laughs> no, no. I don't believe she exists. Like There's something about her face combined with her acting that makes her so deeply unappealing to me. And just deeply unbelievable. I think she she just falls into kind of the same way that Anna Camp does too, but I think Anna Camp is more interesting. Like, just falls into that maybe was a Disney kid, seems very, like, whitewashed, very sanitized. Like, you know, we talked about this. What whenever- was that Disney kid who was in Spring Breakers? Wasn't there one in that? Wasn't there what? Selima Gomez, was she a oh, Disney yeah. kid? Oh, yeah. She was in Spring yeah. Breakers. She's fucking great in Spring Break. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, you could do things. Yeah. 
I don't know. Brittany Snow doesn't really do it for me either. I like her in like the Pitch Perfect movies. I think she's more fun in that. But I think like. You believe she exists. at least. I believe she exists. You think she's a real person and not a droid? Yeah. Yeah. But I can see why you think that because everything it it feels so uh, her acting feels so like stilted. Like it's the opposite of Jamie Lee Curtis where like she's effortless. She's just like living and breathing in this world. Whereas Brittany Snow, especially in prom night, is like a robot so stiff so and then she's scared i think she's also directed really poorly because every room she walks into she's scared of and so that means nothing to me you know right she gives me nothing honest yeah in this movie i like as soon as i felt like i knew what to expect from her then she would have a conversation with friends or have this cute little exchange with her boyfriend and be laughing and be as though everything in her life was perfect and i was like and now i'm confused with you again I don't because yeah. I don't believe that you've been through trauma. I've seen nothing of no. that. Yeah. Except that nothing I saw the scene with you there. But other than that scene at the beginning, I do not know that she's ever had trauma. This yeah. is three years I, after watching a family murdered yeah. in front of her eyes. Yeah. yeah. That is not very long. Yeah. At all. Well, and Absolutely like bullshit. you would be legitimately fucked up, like in a way yeah. where yeah. I don't know that you could go to things like prom or if you did, you would not be like. She would be an agoraphobe. She could be the killer. Like that's yeah. what this like. She should be the fucking or something. Just something going on. Yeah. She would and not have a have... good relationship with her boyfriend. She would yeah. be completely no. untrusting. She would be manipulative and trying to pick fights mm. with people and be all over the place. And yeah. Instead, yeah. she's sweet and even keeled and the nicest one in this whole movie. Right. And it terrible makes no writing. sense. Like really terrible writing. Yeah. And we just get these terrible, like this forced fucking moment as she walks down the stairs oh to my rock music. God. And her boyfriend's oh, yeah. like, oh. But like, to be fair, that moment. Nope. Like, it is such a classic. Like, it's it's very 90s movies, right? Like, it's very like, she's then all do that. I, I like Dawson's Creek. And Dawson's Creek does this cheesy shit right. all the time. <sighs> but there's a certain fun to it. Yeah. You know, there's a certain charm to how cheesy that is. This is just like watching plastic doll figures it's like nothing is yeah. happening it's like something going for the mo- this is i was going to save it to the end of the film <laughs> but this is like watching someone's instagram story there's just nothing real here it's just this idea of what tom you know someone who's been tormented and gone through grief of the parents being murdered it's like this stupid fucking image of it yeah coming from nothing that's real even like to further the instagram story you move into their limo ride and this limo yeah. ride to their prom is absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Just forced. It's just like those girls in the fog remake on the boat. It's just like she gets yeah. in and it's so fake. You feel like someone's literally prodding her with a gun off screen. So she goes, whoa, we're in the limo now. Everything's mm-hmm. fun. And you're just like, oh, God, it's just. It's so abhorrent. weird. It, it and her is. boyfriend, by the way, is literally pushing 30. Like, literally. It was 29 to 30 when he did this. Oh, one. that's funny. Yeah, because uh, Shannon even said, she's like, I can already see his forehead wrinkles. She's like, this yeah. guy is legit like, mid-20s is to 30s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think, to be fair, though, like, this is 2008. I feel like this is, the aughts are, like, the eras in movies where we're really starting they're really starting to push like, oh, how can we market this? How can we make the most money? How can we sell things in this movie? So I think this movie serves to like, and especially this scene with the prom moves is serving to 
teach high schoolers that you got to run a limo, selling these dresses, selling like those earrings. We got like what I told Katie when we were watching this, I was like, I'm pretty sure they tried to sell me that prom dress and those earrings in Alloy magazine whenever I was in high school. Like, yeah. And I used to use that lip gloss that she uses in that. Yeah. (laughs) It feels very product placement, if that makes sense. Yeah, but this is what Katie's talking about. It's like, this isn't what you... They're they're in the wrong fucking business. I mean, they look... They made decent money, but not good enough, you know? And the reason is... There's a reason why people hate 90s horror movies like we talked about before, and I like a lot of them. But it's because they don't take risks. They sanitize everything. Yeah. And horror films are about risk. It's about subverting what you expect and taking risk and pushing boundaries and making people uncomfortable. Yeah. This film doesn't even try to do any of those things. The people in this film are not uncomfortable. No. Like, no. Everyone had a cushy fucking time. Everybody and none was of it, fine. Like, from the writing to like everything about this. Well, it's like a sanitized weird version. Tear you're not even making a movie, f- but you're not even making a movie for twelve-year-olds. This is like a horror movie made for elderly people. Yeah, like, this is a thing made for like <laughs> just watching the Hallmark fucking yeah. channel. Yeah, yeah, this is it, like, that's what this is like. It does. It feels like yeah. a Hallmark horror movie. That makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's bullshit because that's not what horror is. Right. Like that's it's the exact opposite of everything that you should be doing in a horror film. There is nothing subverted, there is nothing challenging, and there's nothing pushing boundaries here. Um, it's, it's so comfortable as to just dissolve into itself, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, oh, yeah. I may have given away how I feel about this film. Yeah, just the biggest bit. thing I had with this film was trying to figure out which I hated more, this or the Fog remake. And it was torturous for me to figure it out. And as we talked through the Fog last week, I remember, I remember, because I had seen this before, and I remembered hating this. And... I made up my mind then of like, nope, the fog remake's definitely worse. And then I go and watch this no. and now we're talking through it and I'm like, this is fucking worse. And I don't know. And I want to get my job at the end of this podcast is to decide which one's worse mm. because that's honestly where I am. There's no hope for me to like this movie immediately from the beginning of this movie. I think you should decide which of the blonde leads is worse. worse. Oh, oh, fuck. Don't because do that to me. I think well, but that is a much more parallel like, argument. Right. And oh, I, I think God. the fog is worse. Like, this movie was not great, but it was, like, sanitized, hallmark, whatever. It may, Yeah, film. but the amount of questions that I had at the end of this were so frustratingly easy to answer. At least mm-hmm. for the fog remake, they tried to throw like literally throw different things at that storyline and be like, what if we did this? What if she's this? Like trying new things, mm-hmm. even if they were to say, yeah, she's reincarnated from the girl who died in the attack in 1917. Yeah. Fine. At you least you're- to say, stop having bad ideas yeah, and settle down. But at right. least Whereas you're having ideas. No ideas. This one does nothing, nothing creative. Absolutely nothing. We'll get to it though. Zero. I think I've got, I think I have an answer for me. Um, but anyway. So someone's organized this prom. It's going to be the girl who's playing the Wendy role. And she's called Chrissy now, I think, in this one. Uh, yeah. She spent over $100,000, which means basically we have an excuse to do the Hollywood fucking set that we want to do. Right. Because, again, you can feel it. Like, this director and everybody, they want a cushy shoot as well. <laughs> like, everyone just is about the opulence of Hollywood and this yeah. shit. And it's yeah. just like, that's how it feels. No one's prom has ever looked like this that I've ever seen in my well, entire life. We're also no. sliding over because we see, we get introduced to Idris Elba before <laughs> That's, the that's what I'm just getting to. Okay. This is right Because here. Right he's here. the important part. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, really yeah. his so, movie. 
Yeah. So we're back to the police officers from the first one. That's the thing they decide to carry over, which is a weird decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they cast one of them as Idris Elba, of which his his new, I presume new, like, lackey turns up and says, Nash. Hey, Wynn. And his first, yeah, Nash turns up and says, Hey, Wynn. And Idris Elba's first line is, That's Detective Wynn to you. Yeah. <laughs> but not to anybody else. Because uh... uh, I'm not really a detective, but to you. <laughs> Detective Wynn. <laughs> High school teacher, yeah, we, this is where we learn all that stuff right. that we said earlier. They found all these journals that they have all this fucking found footage as if it's seven or some bullshit. Right. Yep. Like, really bad. He literally well, is. He's like acting like Morgan Freeman from Seven. That's yeah. exactly what. And this is going to be his Brad Pitt. <laughs> this is Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Guaranteed that's how they seven. pitch this. That's definitely can I, can how they pitch this. Can we splice them two together? Oh my God. That would be good. That is. Oh, you're fucking right. That's honestly, that's oh definitely Oh my the God. It, it so is. Wow. And somehow this rookie cop doesn't know any of this story. Like, no. if you're in this little town, right. you fucking hear about a murderer who butchered all this Well, it also helps that a... the rookie cop is about 18 years old. He's yeah. so young. And then, and then, oh man, these lines, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I love Idris Elba, but even he can't do anything with this shit. Like, he tells this story and then he says to the, to the, <laughs> to Nash, he said, it was pretty hard for her too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She wants to mother butcher in front of her, and then he's got, and then they find out that this guy's broken out, and he says, I, "These last lines of the scene are, I'm going to tell the aunt and uncle, this is going to rock their world." Yes. Well, and there's also a weird like, art like Idris Elba is upset that he, he didn't get the death penalty. There's like a weird pro death penalty yeah. argument that he makes. Yes, there is. That he like he this got off he because of people. insanity. We thought for sure he was gonna fry or whatever he says. The jury like, thought differently. Yeah, but they have this insanity oh. plea. Oh my god. No, it's just. And then we cut to the killer standing there. Don't worry, he shaved his hair and his beard. He's got a baseball cap on, so no one's gonna recognize right. him. And he's just standing in the lobby of the hotel watching her make out with her boyfriend. Because this is a weird... I don't know how prom nights work, guys. We don't really have them in the UK. I didn't But go. this is a prom night in a fucking huge five-star hotel. You get a room. You stay there the yeah. night. Everyone knows you're going to go and fuck your boyfriend that night. not how my prom went <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's very weird. Especially because they got a three-suite room. So there's right. technically yeah. three rooms connected. So they're all going to have sex orgy. together. Yeah, it's very strange. Like within hearing distance of the others. It was very mm-hmm. weird. Sure. Slasher films, they don't care about that shit. Yeah. Um, if they got to that, it would have maybe felt more like a slasher film. That's true. So, yeah, like a scene of the three adjacent rooms then with that each of them having sex and then the killer's just going from room to room. Right. <laughs> and they keep thinking the sounds of the murders of them having too good a time. Now that would be a good <laughs> slasher. There you go. Oh, boy. Yeah, but they're not even going to hide it. This is immediately where I remember being in cinema and being like, oh, shit, it really is him because he's there. Like, I'm yeah, still yep. holding out hope. I was like, maybe they're just pulling the wool. But no, nope. it's just this guy. And I, he plays into all of my pet peeves. I fucking hate seeing the villain. I fucking hate seeing his face. Yeah. And I hate it when it's just an attractive man. I hate it so much when it's just an attractive dude is meant to be the slasher villain I'm meant to be scared of. It's like, no, he's just, he's a model. Go model. You're fine. You're already brooding. You're everything You don't need to kill. You have everything going for you. It makes me really angry. He's not even like unoriginally disfigured or anything. Like there's nothing even remotely wrong with him. No. He doesn't have a limp. He's nothing. Like, there's nothing wrong. So now we've got Chrissy, the girl, the bitchy girl, the new Wendy. She's got her pair. Like I said, everyone's got two friends of the same sex. She's yeah. got hers. 
Um, and then some very weird scene where the teacher tells Lisa that she looks beautiful and is going to win. And yeah. there's this insinuation that... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's she, very strange. They, yeah. they are awkwardly setting up that teacher as like this like lesbian gym teacher because that's it's revealed yeah. later that she's the gym teacher it's very strange yeah. it's just something they throw yeah, out just there because and she never has address. short hair then she's right. a lesbian yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's very weird even though I've when written... they first walk up the gym teacher is the one that tells her your dress mm-hmm. is uh very revealing like is not well she doesn't her. quite finish her sentence but yeah then you worry how she was going to finish the yeah <laughs> yeah i guess but the teacher is in no way being flirty like the teacher is just being a teacher yeah i thought i didn't get a weird vibe from her i don't know yeah i just i i wrote down here this movie is making my skin crawl <laughs> yeah i think the lack of um, communication between adults really pisses me off in this like we're yeah. in an age now that they're in a hotel easily reachable by phone they are in a hotel so that aunt and uncle could even come and stay at the hotel. Right. Just to make sure I'm not busting yeah. up your prom. I'm not making yeah, you no, come you home, not, but I want to be in this building and yeah. I want to make sure you're okay. Yes. She also, her boyfriend also has a cell phone, which we find out later. No one calls him. No. Like Idris Elba doesn't even call her aunt and uncle. Like he goes to their house and I'm like, yeah. this yeah, yeah, yeah. is a huge thing. Like her whole family was murdered like it wasn't yeah. like she had to leave home because she got threatening and letters which her. she also right. got not in a random event yeah for her, for her. Yeah. yeah it just it's so i don't know yeah and then you do find out that she has been getting letters from him again since he murdered her which, family how does that even happen yeah. who's sending these who, letters how is he getting letters to her <laughs> i uh <sighs> Anyway, let's get for it. Yeah. There are renovations being done on the mezzanine. The killer hears the floor the kids are staying on, chooses to stay on that floor. And then we've got these three creeps in the lift who hit on the girls as they're going up to their room. So a lot of this movie is going to be going up and down to their room. Yeah. But the girls all laugh at these creeps because, you know, it's really funny and adorable when creepy guys hit on you. When yeah, old so guys weird. hit on teenagers. So And weird. then they tell... Then they tell the girls that they're in room 604. The killer's in the back of the elevator. So I'm like, oh, he's going to, he's yeah. told, they've told him which room they're in. Yeah. He's going to go kill him. Yeah. For fucking with doesn't. his girlfriend. Nope. Nope. Doesn't nope. give a shit. Oh. Bye, creepos. Never going to see you again. Yeah. So the killer pretends his card doesn't work so he can get the maid in there so he can st- kill her and steal her master key, which I'm sorry, but in fancy hotels, the- no fucking maid. It's going to let you into your room. They're no going to tell you go down to the front yeah. desk. Yeah. They will not do this. No, this but does not happen. Yep. It's the least of this one's problems. Even at the, the front desk when the other, her friend or whatever is like, hey, I need a, another set of keys for this room. The guy would have mm-hmm. been like, I need to see your ID and I need to see your existing room key. I need to make right. sure yep. that this is you. Like they just don't yep. hand out cards to people. No. It's a huge hotel. There's no way they can keep track of who's where. So this is where I realized, again, I'm trying to appreciate, I've seen this movie before only once. I hated it. And I was trying to appreciate it for what it is. You know, I'm trying to like approach it from, I know it's not going to be the slasher film I need. I know it's him as the killer. And you have this thing of him thinking he's in love with this girl and how he's like processing it. I like these stories. You know, The Collector is one of my favorite books ever written. Right. And there's a way to make this movie really, really good. It has to be a completely different thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it has to be intricate, complex, well-written, well-acted. But there's a couple of tiny moments with this character. I'm like, there's a glimpse 
maybe what you guys could have gone down a whole different road, but again, no one here is talented enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Of where you could have made a whole different story, but it doesn't work with this slasher genre like this. Like, it's just not, it's just, I don't know, for me, anyway. Yeah. So the cops have told her parents this guy's loose, but the father decides, let her have fun at prom instead. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> don't bring her home. Right. Let's not interrupt She's her gonna prom. She's going to get laid. She's had such a hard so. life already. Let's let her have prom. <laughs> mm-hmm. So crazy. I I have nothing to say. <laughs> Just there are ways to write around this as well. You don't tell the parents. Like have the police find out things in a different way. Right. Have things compromise. Whatever. Don't fucking have this scene. It just raises too many problems because it's ridiculous. Yeah, I well, legitimately we did get a great thought we were never going to see the aunt and uncle again. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, they're gone, and I don't care that they're gone. Yep. Or have him go and kill the aunt and uncle. Well, yes. Yeah. Like anything, no. just get them out of the picture somehow. The kills are going to start, though, much earlier than the original. Brunette girl. She's the first one to get got and the only one that I vaguely liked. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Shannon that they had to put her in the ugliest dress because she was actually the hottest one of the trio. Oh, by far. Yeah. I was like, she she was the cutest and like had the most going on for her and had the most personality. And I was like, that's why they had to put her in that ugly ass orange dress. No, definitely. Definitely, definitely. And she had a little bit of character as well. Yeah. But, but sadly, she's not around long enough. I was just starting to go, oh, maybe I'll be interested. But no. Nope. Idris Elba decides he's going to go to the big prom hotel thing, shows the clerk the picture of the killer. But, you know, beard and long hair. <sighs> not the same guy. Doesn't know who it is. Oh, God. No. <laughs> who mm-hmm. else has these, like, piercing eyes, like that perfect jawline? Right? Like, like and to your point earlier, he's a model. You'd remember the models yeah. that came to check in, long hair or not. You'd remember him. Yeah. Exactly. His face is handsome. Oh, well, and then he asks one guy in the entire hotel if he right? knows that guy. And I'm like, how many guys do you have checking people in? Because it wasn't mm-hmm. even that same guy who checked him in in the first place. Yeah. It was. It was that guy. No, it, it was wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was, it was different. a different guy. Was it not that guy? No, it, was it was a different, different guy. guy. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Say who's been checking people in today. Yeah. Brunette girl's asshole boyfriend goes up to look for her. Oh, my God. Killer's hanging out, checking out her digital camera. I know. That made... <laughs> there was... After he kills the first girl, there's such a weird shot of the digital camera <laughs> on the ground with that picture of Brittany Snow and the girl. That And it's so weird. I was like, why is this happening? <laughs> it's, it's so, so weird. Yeah. Yeah, there's a long protracted scene with this and then the boyfriend gets got. I do like the shot through the glass of the killing, like at the last second of it, but they don't seem to have any faith in themselves, so they cut away immediately. Yeah. yeah. It's like the whole do the whole scene through this. It, because it looks kind of interesting and cool and shows a what perspective of a killer's mind. But no, they just get there for a second. At least it was a visual idea. Mm-hmm. That's, that's sure. a mark one, by the way, for prom night. No visual ideas for me in the fog remake. Sorry, I have some personal notes for down here and I start reading them. And yeah. I realize now I don't need to say that. Plot Mart Party music plays. Instant recommend. Chrissy's boyfriend turns up. So the bitchy girl, she's got this long-haired boyfriend. He is fucking great. Yeah. I love this guy. Oh, the <laughs> Kellen Lutz character? He, I don't know. Don't yeah, know who it he is. is. It's Kellen Lutz. I love him. Their he boyfriends look exactly the same. They do. No, he's awesome. He's way more long-headed. He's way bigger. Yeah, yeah but and like literally they have the same about... hair and everything. They look no, so course. similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. But she's saying like all this stuff about, you know, to do with the prom king and prom queen. He's like, yeah, whatever. sure, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And she's like, what if you don't win? He's like, what if I don't? Yeah. But not in this dickish way, in a way like, yeah, 
your fucking head's in the right place, yeah. buddy. Everyone else here yeah. is a nightmare. Because mm. even the good characters are worried about winning prom king and prom queen. Right. You shouldn't be fucking worrying about that. He's the only one who has no ego with that shit. And it's like, I don't care. Let's go hang out in this nice hotel. Yeah. Well, it was but almost like even from the beginning before she walks in the house to her family being murdered, they keep talking about how awful Chrissy is and the terrible things that she's done to them. But she and does nothing. So at that point, you're like, are you trying to plant a seed of something here with Chrissy yeah. mm-hmm. that we had before with the other girl? But yep. it's it doesn't make any sense. Like, again, it's a storyline that just like fiddles out into nothing. No. Yeah. And they've taken things that they shouldn't have taken from the original prom night and changed things that they should have left. Yeah. Like, they've just they've done it all wrong. Yeah. With how you revampalize it. And it feels like, and I know it wasn't because, again, these guys did Stepfather, like that remake, but it feels like they've taken a spec script and forced Prom Night into it. And you're left with stuff which just doesn't fit. And it doesn't make any sense that Donna does not want to be Prom Queen. Because yeah. the uh, how they should have played it, if they wanted to keep this same storyline and this same location and everything, they should have made it that the killer is so focused that everyone else sees how important she is that if she does not win prom queen then he's gonna like freak Mm -hmm. the fuck out on everybody so he just starts taking out all the other candidates and basically makes it so that she has to be prom queen and then he can be prom king with her or something like that makes way more boyfriend because this has no reason to be at prom yeah there, no. I, well that's what I, I had i had no understanding like what the killer's motivations to kill who he killed were right no. it just seemed no. random whoever he he's comes across around. whereas if he's obsessed with donna britney snow's character then like to your point he'd be taking out people that are getting in the yeah. way of them being together or are getting in the way right. of what yes. he wants for donna yeah, like those dickheads in the lift yeah, or whatever, yeah. Like, trying to protect her in an ill-mannered kind of way yeah. or right whatever like, and even there was a weird thing like whenever to jump back a sec whenever they're showing all the like interrogation film and of the flashbacks of him where he was saying like we told each other we loved each other all of this and granted maybe he's just making that up but at that moment i thought oh maybe there's going to be a weird twist in this where she was into it and then he kills her family you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Right, that they yeah. did have this relationship, been having an affair with him or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe there was going to be, nope. you know, kind of a la the fog, where all of a sudden she's making out with the killer. <laughs> that right. something like no. that was going to happen. No, there are no risks None. in this movie because None. he was a teacher. So shouldn't it be that the other teachers might recognize him? So he has to take yes. out some of the other teachers. Yeah, everybody. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like all everyone these would know would who know he is. Yeah. Yes. Because we're going to come up on a scene where her friend is like, who is that guy? I can't remember who that guy is. is?" And I'm like, it was your teacher. Like, you would know what he looked like. Who, you know, exactly what he looks like. Not only a teacher, but yeah, this mass murderer. Yeah. Of your best friends. Yeah. It's a huge thing in your school. Like, everyone in that room would know who he was. Yeah. Yeah, this is the bit I was talking about where fucking teenage... They're trying to pretend teenagers are shocked when someone says the word bitch. I mean, it's just terrible. Yeah, it is. It's bad. Embarrassing. It's just embarrassing when you see Hollywood writers write this stuff. And you're like, you are so fucking out of touch. It really just makes me awkward. Right. But they decided to keep the cops just creepily hanging out at prom, which is... I mean, it makes sense, but it's just such a weird thing to carry over from the first film. I just want a dollar um, for every time we see Idris Elba standing behind stage. Yes. Through that little like 
just slide. But the killer's doing it as well. So I keep thinking they're going to be like standing next to each other, just staring. Right. <laughs> and now we get Joshua Leonard. I don't know if that means anything to you two, but I know, Shannon, you've actually seen this horror film. This is Josh. Josh from the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Here he is as the room delivery guy. Yep. This is his fucking job in this film. How depressing. Gets got straight away. Poor cameo. Poor guy. Yep, poor guy. Poor guy. This is what Josh has come to 10 years after Blair Witch Project. Mm. Remaining friends go upstairs for some sexy time. Yeah. It's five minutes before they're about to announce Prom Queen. So strange. And that's all she's been focused on is being yep. prom queen. Right. Instead, she's going to go up and have a quickie and yeah. risk And he already said, let's go and have a quickie earlier. And she was like, no, it's nearly time. Yeah. Right. And but now she's like, eh, all right. Yeah. They bump into the killer and it takes her a bit of sexy time to figure out who he is uh, while we're treated to more insipid songs and conversations between our lead two who are dancing on the dance floor, mm-hmm. fawning over each other. Which, Which is also, uh, that level of making out was not allowed at my prom. Like, there no. is some... We we were not allowed to make out at prom. Where are the teachers? Were you allowed to have shared bedrooms in the hotel no. above your prom? So you can just no. get drunk and then go fuck? No. None of these things. None of these things existed. Well, it's a very sanitized you know. movie with like very unrealistic <laughs> undertones. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile, the police are finding a missing person in a boot of a car in a parking lot that was taken from this missing person so they basically tracked down yes the killers come here because as well this missing person had a tidy little t-shirt that said the state that he <laughs> right. comes from folded next to him and then one name of the two friends I've forgotten them who are making out having sexy time mm. um, yeah. fuck yeah, Lisa her name's like Lisa the character name oh right and his Lisa, name is Ronnie yeah, yeah. Ronnie's the only one I care about in this whole yeah. movie by the way yeah, he's alright he's fine yeah I liked Ronnie he's Lisa fine. suddenly realizes where she knew this person's from so she goes running off leaving ronnie and falls downstairs on her own fucking accord yeah like doesn't even need the killer yeah. to do anything Which she just falls. it it adds to running away in heels yeah 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 sure so then lisa's hiding from the killer the long protracted scene and then her boyfriend opens the lift and he's right there calling out for her right Can someone explain this to me she does not scream well i think I she knows well the i don't know what he's there. doing there at all well yeah the killer's between them yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, you would scream. Even if it puts your fucking partner at peril, you would probably still scream out. Yeah, especially in high school. You got a bad chance of getting away. She's got a. He's got a bad chance of getting away. The lift is right there. Yeah, like it's a better chance than the situation you're fucking in right now, which is while I'll wait for them to go away till I'm on my own again with this person. Right. Yeah. It's all bad choices. Bad choices. Meanwhile, prom king and queen are already being announced, but Lisa just keeps falling over things of her own volition, so she gets got during this yep while they're did, all looking you, did for you see the the danny glover uh side by side with the pigeons inside for no reason oh yeah in the scene what? al yeah this reminded me we were pigeons. just what doing uh predator yes we were series and uh, danny glover has a real issue with pigeons in a couple yes. of the films and in this scene it cracked me up because they're inside all the windows are closed and she runs through this abandoned area and there's pigeons that freaked her out <laughs> and all i could try i was like god well, damn pigeons it's the last thing i need <laughs> it's the last thing i need right now <laughs> yeah Idris elba finds the dead maid so they lock the whole fucking place down yeah I mean, we but also, we skipped well. over the fact that Ronnie had an engagement ring that was revealed. He did. They, they have he like, did. which is just I don't care. so <laughs> schmaltzy. 
but it's so schmaltzy. Yeah. Was he going to propose during sex? Was that his plan? I think, I mean, his plan was definitely to propose on prom night, which is the most ludicrous mm-hmm. thing I've ever heard of in my entire fucking life. <laughs> yeah, but there are still people who propose on Valentine's Day and on Christmas and all that stuff. So yeah. it's like, yeah, but like, it happens. And, and if, if you do that when you're 30, it's a very teenage thing to do. <laughs> Yep. Oh, it makes you me think vomit. that's romantic in your head? It's the most Gentleman's romantic thing you'll ever do. It makes me want to vomit. Hey, look, look. Yeah, I agree. Dear James, don't both. propose to me on prom night <laughs> or Valentine's Day. <laughs> he's, he's, he doesn't. Don't go back in time <laughs> and propose to me on prom night, <laughs> right? <laughs> and also, whenever you visit James, can you do the polite knock, please? Oh, a hundred percent. He's gonna be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> so yeah, they lock down the hotel. But here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. They lock it down. But also say, oh, yeah, everybody just whoever wants to leave, leave. Right? <laughs> That's literally what they do. They don't check people's IDs. Yeah. No. Not even that. They don't even check people's faces. Yeah. Like, you don't even need to check an ID. Just look at the people in their faces. Nope. It's just like, yeah, all right, we're going to lock it down. Everyone just get out if you want to get out. It's because apparently they have three people that run that entire hotel. And, yeah, he sets off the fire alarm. And he says to Detective Nash, go and find her. And then sets off the fire alarm just to make it mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> You know and what to this that needs? Nash, now it's a shadow. Loud yeah. sounds happening and epileptic possibilities. So then right? Nash has to be like, calm down. I have to say, what I appreciate is quite a large majority of the rest of the movie just comes down to police uh, just trying to corral people and stop people from asking them questions. And I really appreciate the realistic manner that Nash yeah. is just like, hold on, hold on, sir. I'll get to you in a yeah. second. I'm dealing with the situation. And it keeps happening again and again. I yeah. like that. Yeah, Chrissy didn't win prom queen, by the way, but no one cares. Yeah. Why Dead girl do we even care? <laughs> like, no. Nobody no. gives a shit. Lisa and Ronnie won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, Rick, Chrissy's boyfriend, my personal favorite, <laughs> he's there. And it's so great because he's he's like in a trance and just like, oh, I'm a stupid jock walking out the door with a big old grin on his face. Right. And then Brittany Snow comes over to him and is like asking what's like what, what happened to a friend. He tells her, and then he's go, he just goes, we've got to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. I just want more of him for this entire film. <laughs> I love him. You have a real love um, of the the love interest of the villain girl, I've noticed in these two. Do I? Yeah, because yeah. like was- Lou in the last one. No, I mean, Lou's terrible. He's a horrible well, sleazy. Well, this, this character he's is so Lou. Ridic- no, yeah. this guy's, this guy, he's honest to God. He's meant to be Lou. No, yeah, I get he's meant to be, but That's honest all I to meant, God, is like you love that person. Sure, but th- this guy honestly is the only person here with his head on his shoulders. Like he's just doing what he needs to do calmly. He appreciates who should give a shit about all this bullshit with the prom queen. Yeah, except stuff. when a girl like, goes, "I need to go back in for my bomb shawl," he doesn't go, "No, there is." Well, no, it's quite obvious- right. respect. Respect her journey. No, <laughs> whatever she needs to do. This totally counts as her going deeper in when she should. Be oh leaving. yeah, hundred percent. 100%. Oh, definitely, definitely. Shannon's going to let us know. Donna goes back upstairs when her boyfriend hears that the cops are looking for her. Backup arrives. And now the killer finally confronts Donna. Now, I wrote very little down here because stuff just happens. <laughs> just stuff. Right. Hiding, running around. Hiding under more beds. Yeah. And you know who so- saves the fucking day? Only Rick by telling them where Donna is. Right. Not a hero. That's true. Doesn't- <laughs> And so then they, there's a weird sort of, it's very weirdly edited. They lose the killer. Yeah. He just sort of disappears. Yeah. And they take Brittany Snow outside. And I literally, like, I thought I'd just look down for a second to write one of my notes. 
And I looked up and was like, oh, she's now outside and I mm-hmm. missed... Mm-hmm. Did I miss something that happened? Well, she... Then, so he's chasing her. She locked him out of one of the rooms of the suite because they're all joined rooms. And so she yeah. basically locked him into one of the rooms. He, the shining into yeah. the room that she was then in. So yes. she exited that room, went into the room that she had just locked and ran out to the elevator yeah. and ran into the detective And he, and guy. he just disappeared. And yeah, like, and they like, ran into happened. the room, but they couldn't find him. Yeah. So they hurry her down, well, put her in, in a cop car with the boyfriend. time, we're supposed to believe that he disrobed the mm-hmm. bellhop guy, put yeah. on his uniform, and yeah, stuffed sure. the body up in the vent and snuck out yeah. disguised as a bellhop person. Because, again, nobody can recognize faces whenever um, right. hair is changed or a different hat happens. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like playing it's like, it's like, the game Hitman. <laughs> exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. As long as you're wearing their clothes, no one can identify you. No one notices. So yeah, Donna gets outside. We have this bit where the cops are like searching for him. A body pops out. Yeah. I have no idea how these bodies are just spring spring loaded. It's just like in Seven. I can totally see Morgan Freeman sitting on the edge of the bed and being like, what the? Looking up and then opening it and home slice just falls out. But But yeah, Donna gets outside. She's driven back to her parents. The fucking SWAT turn up and me. aunt and uncle. Yeah, her parents are dead. Parents. We have my favorite moment moment of the whole movie, which is the swirling cameras around Idris Elba <laughs> while he is. Oh my god! They oh my god! Go around a, uh, like twenty it times. It went around at least twenty him. times. Yeah, at least. I think 20. that's a nod because in From Night, the original, when they're doing the disco dance, the camera just goes around and around. Maybe but it's as like. he's turning at the same time that the camera is turning, yeah. so it yeah. makes it look even it's dramatic, right? More intense. <laughs> It's very oh, it was so dizzying. God bless him. Like, really, what the fuck is he doing in this shit? I don't know. They systematically clear the hotel floor by floor, which would take you forever yeah. in that place. Just the room where the prom is being held would have taken you at least an hour and a half to clear that yeah. room. And all right. of the ducks and all yeah. of that shit. Donna's back at her house. It looks like, I mean, later on they show one other dead cop, but it looks like there's only one fucking cop, which is Nash, outside the house. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And then this ending just keeps dragging on. And then we and find like, out right by where Nash is even sitting, the phone line's been cut. Right. Yeah. Literally a foot outside yeah. of his so car. And he's so cocky about this shit. And it's, he, it's so weird. he didn't fall asleep. He didn't do any of the cliche things that right. cops always do. when they investigate something. No. Nothing. He was in his car just awake the whole yep. time. Watching. Just not very attentive. But this is going on like, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but like this is going on so long, this ending, that I'm thinking yeah. there must be an accomplice then, right? Like, right. is it the, the yeah, boyfriend I kept thinking, or Nash, maybe, or the father? We or thought it was Rick. the uncle. Yeah. I, yeah. I was, was thinking, like, Nash yeah. or the uncle. Both, it's like one of them. And also, again, in that flashback where they, they're interrogating the killer, the uncle was like weirdly writing things down in that yeah. scene. So right. I thought, so that was another thing that I was like, okay, maybe the uncle has something to do with it. Nope. Well, this is the thing. Again, like, we, what did I say, 12 years past? Just scream yeah like, something like that you just you would have the fucking killer being shot by the cops when they and then they get her home and then yeah. it keeps going and you're like oh shit something else is happening and then there's <laughs> someone else involved the whole time and it like has a twist and yeah but no no, no twist when there's no ambition when here. they're in the car with nash and he's driving them to her aunt and uncle's house it he gets super weird and i'm just waiting for him to be like yeah donna yeah wouldn't you like to just shift into the like oh my yeah. god it's he's a part of it and like to kick her it's boyfriend out and then she's i know 
It's like he can't give him a cool name and then just serial killer. He has yeah. nothing to do with this story. Cool name, no character. <laughs> nothing. So they finish looking for the hotel, they can't find him, and then they see blood dripping and they find uh, Sims and the air ducts and they realize the killer got out when they were just, you know, letting people out randomly. So, you know, 20 surprise. minutes ago. Right. That person left. Fucking hours ago. Like it was, because they've, they've literally since then checked the entire building. I don't know. It has to have been, you know, half the night ago. Yeah. So Idris Elba then races to Donna's and he finally tells Nash, go inside and check out the situation. Even though Nash is very confident everything's secure. He's like, it's fine. He's like, yeah. I checked it like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, it's fine. Locked fine. down, man. Because, uh, you know, he's watching the front door. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. It's like when he says to the uncle, how many entrances do you have to this house? It's a house. Yeah. There are windows. There are like 30 windows. Right. It's, and there are four sides. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh. So then Brittany has a dream about a killer in the mirror. It counts. And she wakes up and does the same thing, but he's not there. Subversion. Nash is dead. Why when is Idris she Elba deciding arrives. now to take her pills, by the way? Because uh, does she want to be numb and non-observant? I can just do something with that. Come on, nothing happens. Doing something between her taking the pills and getting all weird and paranoid and surreal, and doing something with a killer. Like if we're more on the killer's side of it, because if we're gonna know who he is, then all right, let's be in his headset. You know, where he's really obsessed with this girl. Or we find out that she's also a psychopath and she starts killing people, and then they're like meant to be for each other because they're both killing each other or killing other people. She Mm -hmm. like planned it. She lied about that whole thing. Yeah. Because she was the only one who saw it happen. Yeah. Nothing interesting nope. like this happens. Spoilers. This is what happens when you have a nice little uh, you know, group of people actually come talk about a movie before you make it. <sighs> Brittany. Yeah, sorry. Nash is dead. Brittany's crawled into bed with her dead boyfriend. And then she sees a shadow. So she hides in the closet. But hey, guess what? It was Idris Elba's shadow. Now she's in the closet with this killer who has proven in this film already very good at tucking himself. He, he is amazing at hide and go seek in that closet. <laughs> Everyone's closets are huge. Do you think he added that to his like his resume as an actor? Like really <laughs> good at closet hider. work. Really good at closet work. So here's, here's the big problem though for me with this movie. Donna, like again, we had a problem with Prom Night the original. Jamie Lee Curtis meant to be the lead, I think, but she's not really there. And then she finds out a bit of killer at the last minute and it's all solved. In this... Donna's known about it for longer. We've had some proper like encounters with it. It's doing more what you should do as a slasher film. I appreciate that. Donna finally fights back here. She's been so fucking insipid and paralyzed. She finally fights back. But Idris then comes in and shoots this guy. Yeah. It's very important in these films, in slasher films, that the female turns things around at the last minute onto the killer and becomes empowered by them overcoming the killer. It's an incredibly important trait. It's what gives... People, the excuse for the violence, the boobs, for everything else beforehand is that these lead characters have a journey which is empowering to that female. They fuck that completely here by Idris Elba being the one who comes in and kills this guy. Mm -hmm. Because like even Shannon and I were discussing it and there's one point where she kind of has to reason with him or has a point where she could talk him down and we could at least figure out from him what he wants from this situation because at this point you're like he's being so physically violent with her that you are i was confused if he was wanting to run away with her like he keeps saying or if he was trying to actually kill her yeah 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 you don't know because then he tries to stab her and it's just like what the fuck because they have a history these two people know things about each other that Mm -hmm. no one else would know so she, at this point, should use that as ammunition and be able to, like, at least try and reason with him in some way. It's all bad, guys. 
He doesn't even say his plan. Yeah, he no. needs to say, like, you know, when he's in the closet, he should be holding her and whispering to her, like, this is what's going to happen and this yeah. is what our future is going to be. Like, there's nothing. There's no Yeah, or even to threaten her to say, if you don't leave with me, I will kill the rest of your family. Like, nothing. Like, no. there's nothing. There's no, like, even if if someone was to stop it at this point and say, what do you want to happen? I have no fucking clue because mm-hmm. none of these people have made any of their intentions known. Even in their little idyllic worlds of their relationships with each other, like her and her boyfriend have not figured out their future. Like they don't know what they want. Their friends don't know what they want. Like no one knows what they need to be happening for their characters. And it's like like those subtle little side stories are what make you root or despise people. No, I mean, I don't even, there's, it's impossible to even start. It's not like, here's the problem. It's like everything about this is the problem. And then the end credits just fucking come out of nowhere and we're treated to slow motion shots of the prom night dances for no reason. Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. Like This movie debuted at number one when it hit cinemas. Oh, I read some, here, wait. I wanted to actually find it again because I was looking up the soundtrack again to try and find Shannon's friend's cover of the Cindy Lauper song. So in the Wikipedia... A, they said that they sold this film very quickly and that they did this like a test screener of just the prom scene. Like they had to start on the prom scene to sell to investors to get more money for the marketing. And so they okayed it and got investment just based on the on some of the prom scene stuff. But they the prom scene debuted to an early audience and it registered so badly that they had to like go back. It, I think it got like a 6% approval rating from the people that they showed it to. Like people. And when you said a prom scene, which bit? I don't remember. I read something oh. about it last night, okay. but it was something yeah. where I was like, that makes sense. Something bad. I mean, again, 3.6 out of 10 for a horror film. That oh. this much. Sorry, 3.9 out of 10. Incredibly low it's on IMDb. It's so bad. Like that's, that's like Howling's sort of five figures. Like it's very, yeah. very, very low. Well, there you go, guys. Prom Night, the original. Prom Night, the remake. We're going to have to decide which one we prefer. And Shannon's going to give us a little insight into her list. So how many did you say? Seven in the first one? I I don't know. There's um, I think there was a quote that I read from a Rotten Tomatoes reviewer that called this like a lackluster remake of an already dull slasher movie or sort of slasher movie. And I... I mean, I don't know. I it doesn't get to have any of that assumed nostalgia for me that I give to a lot of nineteen to a lot of the eighties stuff that I watch because I don't. I've always felt closer to the eighties stuff than I do to the like early two thousand stuff because I mean I didn't grow up in this sort of world. Like I didn't get to go to prom. I didn't. I didn't. These were, girls were not my friends. I was not any of these girls. Anyway. So I don't have any kinship to this remake and therefore I don't have a stockpile of love for it. I have like, I already have things where I'm like, you got disco, you got a dance scene, you have Jamie Lee Curtis. You've got all these things that I'm already like, okay, I'm on board with you. You're at least following tropes that I believe should happen for a slasher film. Even if the first one or the original was confusing and left me with a lot of questions, this one just bored the shit out of me and i didn't really care about anybody like i all i wanted was for someone to be interesting and no one was interesting so between this and the fog remake which are you placing i would say the fog remake better yeah i 
I mean, I've made it very clear. I think this is a spade. Just uh, it's it's just a terrible atrocity. Like I, I hate this film so so much. No, I really do. Like it's the worst kind of offense to me as a horror fan, because again, it it has nothing to say and nothing to give. What I said before, though, is yeah, it's going to come down to trying to figure out which I preferred. Now, I prefer the filmmaking of Prom Night. There's some direction in here, that, ha- and it's not good, don't get me wrong, but there's some shots in here that have mild interest, like the director had a couple of ideas here. I think the fog is very tediously directed. However, both characters, I mean, the characters in both are fucking terrible. At least in the fog, I have a few people who are like, you know, Smallville boy, I don't mind him, I don't like him. In this, oh god, the ones I care about are gone so early, it becomes really, really difficult. The only thing I can say is I much prefer the setting and the mood of the fog. Like, it's just a world that I'm more interested in. So I'm going to give the fog the edge to this. But don't get me wrong, they're both vapid fucking films. This one in, this one in particular, and that's what's like worse. Like, the fog, it does have a few scares. It tries a few things. It just gets them all wrong. This doesn't try. And that's inexcusable. No, I fuck. Well, it's even to the point that they took the blood away from the bodies. Like after he stabs them, mm-hmm. they would come back and they would just have like kind of weird red spots on their dress or on the front of their shirt. And I'm like, you see him slash someone across the throat and then you come back and her throat is fine. But yeah. the, like somewhere else it, on her, it just looks like somebody flicked red food coloring on people. And it's just it's so... It's so weird. It's kind of like what Al said before, where, where it was like a horror movie made for old people. Like, it just, it felt so weirdly sanitized. Where it's it was, offensive. It is. Like, honestly, if you're remotely... Like, this I thing, almost it's not wouldn't even films. call this a horror movie. No, it's not. And that's what it's not. It's like, it's not, it's not about slasher films. It's just about horror. Like, again, yeah. the horror genre is about creativity and pushing boundaries and being daring and falling on your face a lot. Right. And it's the, and that's why I love the genres because they're the one that can break all the rules. Mm-hmm. And this is the opposite of all of that. And what's wrong with Hollywood, and that's what I mean, what's wrong with like the 90s movies is that you can feel the hand of Hollywood because there's money involved and pretty people involved. And yeah, I get why that's a problem for some people. However, with well, I Know What You Did Last Summer, with Scream, with people like Kevin Williamson behind it and Wes Craven, these are either horror stalwarts or people who give a shit. They grew up on horror films and they love them and they're trying to replicate them, but they have money behind it, sure, which can make it too st- spade for some people. This is a whole different level of that. This right. is like no one even seems to have the energy to pretend that they like horror. It's just so, so nothing. Yeah. And that's unforgivable. Like, yeah. honestly, it's like it, you shouldn't. It's offensively unforgivable to make a movie. Because like they're not that. even making fun of of the horror elements, kind of like what Scream does, where at least it's being meta and self-reflective or self-knowledgeable. Yeah. It's just not caring. And I think no, that's why that. it's upsetting is that it, they're not having fun. They're not trying anything at all. There is no personality in this movie and there's one no. thing i can hate in any genre is no personality yeah. in a movie it's immediately I forgettable it. i can't stomach that shit and to some people i know this is like okay then something you can just put on and forget about it that's an offensive film to me if you yeah. could put on a film and it doesn't try and arrest you in any way i'm like i got enjoyment from and this is a long time ago like stupid films like fired up or something <laughs> like that because the people behind it are having fun you know yeah. there is personality in there even if it's terrible there's no personality here, and that's unforgivable to me. No. Which, yeah, makes it the worst of the worst. And I could just pray that a remake's not going to stay like this for the rest of this series. Next week, we're doing Mother's Day, and I don't really know. I've never seen either of those films. I know 
the remake is very far removed from the original. And I know the original, I've seen some clips of it and it looks pretty icky. So we might not have fun. I don't know what we'll you see. mean, like icky as in like gory or like. No, uh, just wait till we see it. I don't and again, know what please, I mean. let's try not to watch trailers, guys. Let's try not to watch trailers. Fine. Okay. Like you can read up whatever you want to after you've seen the movie, watch trailers afterwards. But we don't watch, yeah, that's how, that's when we watched it. We watched it afterwards. No, but I thought you said you watched no, the trailer. No, because we wanted to hear the song. Prom night. Well, that's fine. But just don't do it before you've seen the film. Yeah, we didn't do it. Okay. We did it after. That's fine. The trailer for pro- the remake Prom Night is really good, actually. If you watch it, it looks well edited. Yeah. It does not look like yeah. this movie <laughs> at all. Idris Elba looks like he accomplishes some stuff, and he doesn't look like he's just hiding behind. Just standing. A stand for watching. the whole thing. I am excited for the week after next week, though, because then we get to My Bloody Valentine, <laughs> and we're going to have a double We bill. have to watch that one together, Shannon, by the way. They're going to be proper. We're talking proper well, slasher films. it's proper slasher films. to that. That's like in the heyday. It's another Canuck, uh, Canuck exploitation or whatever you call it. It's another Canadian slasher yeah. film, um, like Prom Night. However, you know, this is proper masked villain, boobs, blood, yeah. all that stuff. And the remake. You will get to cross again, we off might hate lots it. of things on your bingo card. Yes. The remake, you will definitely get to cross off a yeah. lot of things on your card. I mean, the remake was in 3D. So uh, yeah. that tells you everything you need to know about yeah. my bloody Valentine. I went and 3D. saw it in 3D in cinema. It was so good. <laughs> I'm excited for that. But unfortunately, we have Mother's Day between yeah. then and then. If you listen to us again, please, thank you. Uh, go to weirdgeeks.com and please go to iTunes, type in weirdgeeks and subscribe and rate us. It helps us a lot. I've been your host, Al White. I'm Mr. Al White on all the social medias because uh, I'm pretentious like that and all the other usernames were gone. You can talk to me there. Tell me that I'm stupid and wrong and I will accept your judgment. And also you can go to starfishmixtape.com where you can learn all about our first feature film, Starfish, which is going to be playing uh, probably somewhere that you might be able to see it, maybe in a theater, definitely on digital. Go to Starfish Mixtape and find out all that info. Thank you, please. Katie Watson. I'm my dearest Watson on most stuff. And then I'm my dear Watson 86 on Xbox. If you want to be friends on the games. Although I'm pretty into Odyssey right now, so I won't have much time to co-op right with anyone. Sounds about right. Just so you know. I'm having fun talking these movies with you. And you know what? We're hitting that two hour, 40, 45 minute mark again. That seems to be our sweet spot. I think that's how it's going to continue for the rest. We it try. Works out fine. <laughs> that's fine. I think two hours 30. Two hours 30 would be nice, but that's it's, it's fine. Right. And just to be clear, our winner was the original Prom Night in this year, but not by a large degree for Shannon, by a huge degree for me, even though I don't love Prom Night, but it was still a clear winner. And Pretty, Katie. pretty wide gap for me as well. Yeah. 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 Two originals in a row have won. What will win? I always just base week? it on like how many times, if I would, which one I would watch again and again and again. And if somebody was yeah. to sit me in a room and be like, yeah, which yeah, one of exactly. these do you have to watch 10 times in a row? I would for sure watch the original. Well, I try and judge it always on two things. One is like actually marking it, which I am doing with these. And then it's just, okay, which one got the higher mark? Yeah. And the other thing is, yeah, if someone came around, and they said, oh, I'm going to watch sure. one of these movies. Which one would I, which one would I say? Let's put this one. Uh, we are watching Jamie Lee Curtis disco. That's what Fuck we're fucking yeah. doing. Fuck yeah. I have a good time. Like, I don't love Prom Night, but I could have a good time watching Prom Night with some friends in a room. Totally. Watching, this, watching the fucking remake. Yeah. <laughs> no one's having a good time. No one me. wants to watch that ever. Except maybe All your right, grandma. Guys. You can watch that I'll be back grandma. next Friday. Until then, we are out. Geeks. Geeks. Geeks.